Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week's episode of Primates is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House, uh, to the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March. Back home to Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March to the 19th of April. You can grab tickets now with the discount code PODCAST. And that gets you a real handsome discount via mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. That's mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. Now on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, a podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined as always by the official second banana of the show. It's host of the Gimmity Gim gaming show, Evan Munro-Smith. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being back here in the Monkey House, Evan. It's so good to have you in here. This week on the show, we are joined by returning guest to the Monkey House from the big... Hoo-ha. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelor Unpacked. It's Bree Williams. Hello. Hey. That was a. How did I? What did I? He said big hoo ha ha. And it was precarious as to whether he'd get through it again. <laughs> yeah, I actually practiced saying it. I just I didn't have to say it. You didn't have to. You, I'd re- nearly n- never give anyone's credits. No. So I don't know why. It was just, it's just kind of you. Okay. It's just giving that, me. I like how you flipped that around yeah. from incompetent to kind. Yeah. It was. I'm, I live to give. Yeah. And if there's one thing that. Men need it to feel better about themselves. Honestly, <laughs> could just use a little bit of confidence. Thank you for. I'm going to take that sincerely, and I really appreciate it because I actually genuinely have confidence issues. That's why. Really. I have three podcasts a week. I just, <laughs> I'm overcorrecting. Yeah. Yeah, people need to hear about what I have to say yeah. about primates and popular culture. Everyone else has got a platform. And you're <laughs> waiting for that next hit. Like this could be the podcast that fixes your broken yep. self-esteem. Yep. I'm chasing it, but. Um, but anyway. three haven't worked yet. No. What's the fourth podcast going to be about? Ooh, someone suggested the other week that I do one about marsupials called Marsupi Pals. Oh, that's good. I would love that. Yeah. I would assume you'd do a football podcast because I always love your relationship with St Kilda. I think it's one of the most romantic things yeah. I've ever seen. 
It's yeah. a big part of your yeah. character. I oh yeah. The good thing about that is it would only be for half a year. <laughs> yeah, at a seasonal. Time. Yeah. Well, the Saints commitment. have a women's team. Yeah, well, that but they they've given them eight games. Their whole season's eight games long. In fairness, it like I mean, we could go on about this. This would be a great discussion on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. This is a pilot episode. But I don't understand why they make them play in the hottest part of the year. I yeah. just it's, put it after the AFL finishes in September. I, I imagine they would have done some sort of market research. Yeah. Or is it like they're trying to give give it a soft start so that it's kind of out of people's I want to say. Way or something. Because yeah. at, at, after AFL, Melbourne sort of, in terms of sport, kind of goes to horse racing. <laughs> but it feels like they uh, could they can compete with horse racing, surely. Yeah. That's the whole point is that is a, is a footballer faster than a horse? Or maybe, maybe is it because there would be, I'm sure this is on the record why they've chosen summer, but I, maybe it's it's basically gone, it's better for preseason and mm. then they all go and play the state leagues. Yeah, that's... As opposed to playing at the end of the year when they're already knackered and... And then being like, yeah. oh, time for a break and, oh, God, the whole thing starts That again. might make sense. Surely Eventually it's got to just... It's going to Got to go yeah. over at the same time. Well, that's the other comp, right? It's, the, it's a winter sport. I also think horses are getting cancelled. Yeah, like the horse, oh, the they've been around a long time. Still very popular. I think you're you're seeing that from the bubble. <laughs> Outside the Brunswick bubble, horses yeah. are still very popular. What? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I cancel did, horses. I Me get, too. The horses. I get out of the bubble every now and then, and yeah, they're still big. Surprising. Out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That is shocking. I really, really thought it was going to happen. There over was the like next there's still years. like over a hundred thousand people at the Melbourne Cup, and one hundred thousand. Yeah. How many go to the grand final? About the same or mm, a bit less. I see. Yeah, right. All right. But well, we've got a real. I tuned out for most of that. Okay. So, horse versus <laughs> AFL is, is the name of the podcast. Yeah. And we've already lost our only listener. <laughs> <laughs> you know this, Brie, or you probably remember this yeah. that Andy's, Andy, Evan's favorite primate is Andy from Toy Story. I do. The human. I do. Yes. Um, but you haven't followed him into the next. Toy Story installment yet? You haven't seen it? Toy Story four? No, we saw no, it we together. Saw it, we saw but, it. But, oh. did an episode of this about it. Oh, but he's not really in it. <laughs> okay. Um, not in any appreciable way. Yeah. Not in a way that we can remember, and I don't think I, I wouldn't be putting my life on it that his legs didn't pop in early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a flashback towards the start of the film, but I, I don't think he's in it. Hmm. He's not. I guess you could, you know, you could make the argument that he's not a. a Hugely, oh, this is an oh interesting major uh, character. In, okay, um, wow, not no. a major character, and this is, is the, that something well, you no, like no, well, about he is, him? He is described as a major character in the in the fandom, but um, but uh, if he doesn't exist, the toys don't his, exist. His screen time is is not as long as say Woody or. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. <laughs> Who are they don't make but... toys of Andy, no. unfortunately. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen and obviously the, the famous voice actor of Andy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Who was that Who again? Who was it again? I forgot his name. Your favourite character. <laughs> you don't even know the voice actor's name? Um, I did and it's it's just gone out of my head. I'm sorry. Is it Scott Foley from Spin City? <laughs> no. Oh, that's who it could have been. Kids of the is he? Kids he just seems Hulk? to pop up in weird it's spots. His, it's his, he's not a he's not a big name in Hollywood. It's it's one of his <laughs> very few roles. Do you know what I remember? I remembered something that that might make you hate Andy. Oh Ooh. yeah, and it's not really Andy's fault, but it's Andy adjacent. Yeah. John Morris. 
Yeah. Is his name? Well, John Morris. I've never, I've never heard of him. He hasn't really done anything much else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, once I saw like some someone on Twitter had made fun of some kind of engagement announcement because a person had gotten engaged to a man named Andy and she'd written his name on the bottom of her shoe, <laughs> like how Woody's got it written. Right. That, does that, that not make you hate him a little bit? Because um, I hate that. He's claimed ownership of her, basically, yeah. like a toy. Yeah, like a okay. toy. <laughs> like, and again, it's not Andy's fault, but. Did he? He wouldn't have written it. That would have been his parents, right? No, because his the D's backwards. His parents oh, are. Oh, yeah. you're right. <laughs> oh, Evan. Did in this wedding thing, it, was it the, the Andy the groom who wrote it? I don't know. I just saw the pictures. Was the D right. backwards? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> was it some sort of child? Was this man a child? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why didn't I report it? I should have reported the tweet. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a fun idea, but also it's, yes. It's the, disgusting. The, the, <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as well as working in TV, comedy, and, and the cancelling of, um, <laughs> of beloved characters yeah. business, Bree, yeah. you also work with animals sometimes. Yeah. So you've got some, you've got maybe more knowledge than nearly any other guest we've had. Oh, yeah. Nearly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Erica Fleury is a regular guest who actually works with primates. Yeah. So I think so she sounds like she actually has more knowledge than me. Yeah, she might just trump you, but I think <laughs> everyone else you've got beat. Do you have it? You must have some facts, primate mm. knowledge that can. What, what's a primate that can do more than Andy? I mean, oh, I'm not even sure what Andy can do. So I, many. I still don't understand what, there are so many what the attraction to Andy is. He can do more than Andy. <laughs> yeah. Did you know a gorilla's nose? has like a little a fingerprint on, on it almost. And so every oh. single gorilla is completely unique. I did oh. not know that. Isn't that cute? That's cool. Does Andy mm. have that? No. No, no. In fact, I think they duplicate his <laughs> character model to, for other children in the film. It's almost the opposite. Yeah, yeah. He's so general. They're all identical yeah. nose prints. Probably fingerprints too. Pro- yeah. Do, um, would they give Pixar characters fingerprints or is that too I far wonder. into the uncanny valley? Uh, the guy from Polar Express certainly has fingerprints, has fingerprints. and that's why yeah, he sucks. Right. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> the common denominator here. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, it, You know, there's definitely more detail in the in the newer films mm. that have some sort of skin texture, <laughs> I guess. I don't know about fingerprints. That's, um, yeah, I wonder. That's, that's cool well, that's, about the gorillas, though. That is cool. In the uh, movie we're going to talk about today, there's a few gorillas featured, and they're all quite, quite distinctive looks. A lot yeah. of them have different hair colours. There's a redhead, a brunette, a yeah. uh, blonde uh, the, or a white. An albino gorilla. Yeah. That, so that was – I'm excited to talk about him. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Maybe – well, do, do you want to throw what, – what's the wildest <laughs> primate, first one that comes to mind that you can think of? Like wildest Wildest, like one that – we wouldn't have heard of before. There's... Remembering that I've heard of them all. Yeah, yeah of course. I was going <laughs> to especially with my fingers experience. on the Google, ready to go. <laughs> there is a kind of lemur called a suffoca. Oh yeah, and they're like this. those enormous white ones that do the big jumps. They're I ca- cool. I call them um, big boys. Big boys, the suffoca. So they're actually called. Sifika. Sifika. I'm. Sifika. I think. Give me a word. You could give me a word, and I'll guaranteed <laughs> oh, hit the cool. wrong syllable. <laughs> Nearly any word <laughs> that I read for the first time, I got a, a weird skill. Yeah. Do you know Sifaka, that? Sifika, but it's Sifika. Yeah. That's, how different does that sound? I've said Sifika on this show so many times. Sifika. 
Suffica. It doesn't. Called. It shouldn't. It's Suffica is that's unintuitive to me. But of course, it's a different, completely different language as well. Oh, they're amazingly white. That actually looks a yeah. little bit like uh, Zubamufu. What? What? Which what? is a character from um, a Canadian or American TV. We did an episode about it a while ago. It's a kids <laughs> show over there. Yeah. That a lot of my listeners have an affection for. Cute. Uh, ben Russell was on an episode, and Jess Perkins, and we we couldn't get through a half hour episode. It was it was a hard watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we we're a bit mean about. It. I think we probably broke some hearts that day. Zuba Mufu, Zuba Mu, and it's just like a very bad kids oh, yeah. TV Zuba, show. Zuba Mufu. Zuba Mufu. Zuba Mufu. I'm doing that syllable thing again. Almost Zuba Mufu. Um, I would. I can't see how it's spelled. So. Let me see. I'll show you what it. Okay. That's it. As a Zabumafu. I That's how I would say it. Yeah, I like. I hate him. Looking at looking mm. upon his face, I'm but I'm you, not entranced. That's only the cartoon version of him. You haven't seen the puppet. <gasps> that does look a uh, bit like a safari. I think doesn't it, it is. But yeah. that that's a uh, that's another kind of lemur. That's a I think it's a black faced lemur. Maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> So the, but there's like it wasn't really Super Mufu's fault. The, no, the brothers that um, puppet him are very big. You know, kids TV people who are, yeah. hey, yeah, oh yeah. right, yeah. I see. But yeah. anyway, mate, I think we were just having a, a down day and we took it out on the, the Pratt brothers or whatever they were called. Um, it sounds like they deserved it. That cartoon made me a bit angry just then. Okay, looking great. at his face. Do you remember that cartoon Masupalami? No. Oh man. Rings a bell. What yeah, was that? It was on like Saturday Disney and he wasn't a real thing. He was kind of like a weird, like strange animal that lived in a oh, in the jungle. Yes, I do remember that now looking at a like, picture. And it was like Like, and he had a little me. song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it sort of looks like a, it's like a monkey leopard dog or Monkey something. leopard dog. And he had this little catch cry that was like, hooba. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds tedious too. He was tedious. I didn't like it. Great. I didn't like it. I wanted more Timon and Pumbaa to come on. Yeah. I liked mm. them. They were great. Uh, you know, the circle of life. I love no, it. No, what's their thing? Circle of life. Hakuna yeah. Matata. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a wonderful yeah. phrase. <laughs> Anyways. Anyhow. Anyways. So what is? what do you think about the Sifaka or the Sifaka? They're pretty cool. They're big boys. Better than the human? Look at that uh, colouring. Beautiful. Yeah. Brown, it's... that rich brown and creamy white. In terms of the monkeys that you, and the primates and apes that you've looked at, though, Evan, are you more attracted to, like, the cutie pie ones or the God's Mistake ones? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, we've sort of split them. There, there's the three main groups. You've got the, the apes, the monkeys, and the cutie pies. Um, yeah, I mean, the cutie pies are cute. Um, they're, yeah, maybe they're the best ones. Yeah? So you've got yeah. your lemurs. And then, like you know, like the marmosets yeah, and those, all like, those sort of yeah, they're they're will... cute. They're you know aesthetically. Um, there is something about the bigger ones that's like oh they they I don't know they've got like a wisdom to I them love, or and something. the power yeah. like gorillas yeah, are so yeah. amazing. The gorillas look at. are so cool. And how I mean in the film we're about to talk about how Maurice how amazing does he look? Do you know yeah. Maurice is played by a woman? Am I wrong? Like uh, I think oh, the I... actor in the balls is a lady. Oh, cool. That's what I read. 
But I might, I might. Sometimes I just assumed all of them were anti-circus. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty dumb. But that's, I didn't think more about it than In that. In fact, Andy, yeah, from is... Toy Story, is also anti-circus in the ball suit. In the ball suit, oh. he can do everything. Yeah, he can do everything. He can even like look unconvincing walking. He can do that. <laughs> Karen Conoval plays Maurice. Maurice, unless Karen is one of it's one of those times when Americans are like Karen, the boy. No, this is Karen, the woman. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, Maurice, amazing character. But yeah, that's a male orangutan. That's a male. He's wearing the fla- He's got the big flange head. Face, he yeah. looks like a, pl- a plate. A plate face. <laughs> is, that a, is that a legit term? <laughs> I don't think so. Plate face. Big old flange. <laughs> you could eat. You could eat but right off his face. He can tilt. He can tilt him forward, and that's oh, how it's almost like. That's how you eat Nutrigrain off him. Yeah, that's how you get. <laughs> He'd do that for you, I think. Yeah. yeah. What a guy. He, amazing. Yeah. What a lovely character. But just the CGI on it is. Mind blowing. Did you ever get? Because obviously, if you haven't ever seen a picture of Matt, he's got red hair. Did you ever get that? Like the ranger stuff. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I always took it with love. Good. Yes. See. What a beautiful beast. Yeah. <laughs> the orangutan. Stop it. There's Adam, no insulting this guy. <laughs> uh, you probably didn't have a beard in high school. No, I didn't. And your really, hair pretty I, No, I didn't get ranger. I, my, I did have red hair when I was a kid, but I grew out of it by school. I think. Yeah, it's just a. Phase. Your hair is like auburn. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn. Yeah. Auburn. Yeah, mine was red when I was younger as well. <laughs> it's another syllable. I think Auburn. that's what happens is Auburn. people get older, their hair colour just gets more boring. Yeah. Kids start out, like, you'll see blonde kids. I had a cousin who was had white hair. Yeah. By the time he was at 20, it It's was like it decides. Brownie, They're like, I'm going to take this right down. Yeah. Is eye colour like that as well? I think you... Eye, eye colour might... Do you... When your, like, babies are born with, like, kind of nothing colour eyes and then oh, it, their right. eyes become... But animals do it, like kitties, like little kittens, they've got blue eyes, don't they? Maybe that's why babies do look... Like, they never look like they do when they're adults, right? <laughs> babies are quite a bit different. Yeah. I yeah. see a photo of me as a baby and I'm like, I don't see any of myself in that yeah. at all. <laughs> so like, But it's probably just because I didn't have blue eyes. Or a beard. Or a beard. So you had like, they have like mystical coloured eyes. Like my nephew oh. took forever to grow into the eye colour he has now, which is like a greeny, hazily. Oh, cool. So cute. There's some science about that as well, what colour you'll get, right? Yeah, right. Pa- I think if your parents both have brown, you'll definitely get brown or some rule like that. Yeah, genetics. Blue, yeah. <laughs> Classic genetic stuff. <laughs> should we introduce the you've film heard, that we're talking about? Have you heard of this genetics? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We're talking about War for the Planet of the Apes. We're finally bringing an end to this trilogy. This is the trilogy that inspired this whole bloody podcast to begin. What? Mm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I love. I was loving these films when I was thinking of a, a podcast idea to come up with. This is an honour to be. Oh yeah. The, what yeah. a my god. It starts. So I've we. Peaked. It started with <laughs> guests Mark Bonanno and Ben Russell, and then Mark's living in America now. Yeah. So the sec- you stood in for him in the second one. Mm. Ben was meant to be here today, but he's had a bit of a, I don't know what. He's a, t- just, a turn. He's had a thing yeah. that he, he had to pull Attend to. last minute. Hopefully he is okay. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up, but <laughs> uh, this, this is a, I know this is his favourite of the trilogy as well. This is, ex- like, I hope he listens. And and feels and yells at the no yells at the phone going no you're saying the wrong yeah. things no <laughs> I'm Ben Russell <laughs> that was great that's a good yeah. Ben Russell I'm Ben Russell <laughs> no I don't know about that How does he, that's what he says when you introduce him or say, Ben yes Ben Russell <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway I'm really I just watched this this morning for the second time. Mm. 
and enjoyed it very much. I think I enjoyed it more the second time than I did the first. Yes. Oh. What about you, did you Evan? I watched it last night for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hated. I think you've never given a score as low as you did for the second one. <gasps> yeah, and, I, I don't remember that very much, but I did not like the previous film. And you haven't seen the first one, no. which I think is probably your fatal error. Probably era. helps. Yeah. Yeah. The first one's very good. Which I right. said last time. It's as got well. Lithgow okay. in it. Lithgow. It's got more people in it. Yeah. yeah. People are good. Yeah, there's <laughs> it's a it's a much more people based film. Yeah, yeah. It's about people. Yeah. It's about James Franco. It's oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh so yeah, what just generally what, Silent Green. what did you like? Yeah. <laughs> did, <laughs> it's a different <laughs> film entirely. <laughs> well, there was a McAuliffe sketch at one point where he merged Planet of the Apes with Soylent Green. Oh, okay. <laughs> he saw the Statue of Liberty and then right. he started saying it. Was, anyway. Great. From Newstopia, classic. Mm. Yeah, that classic is a, show. Jeez, Newstopia. It's a great it's show. It's classic. Yeah, real yeah. good. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about? War for the Planet of the Apes. What did you, what did you think? Just broadly, because we'll get you to score it later. But did you enjoy it more? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Okay, well, that is more. That's more. That's more than hating it. Yeah. Fine is, is different fine to hating it. Yeah. And is it because so, like, given that you seem to be quite ape-averse, is it because some apes died <laughs> in this film? Oh, is that what you enjoyed about it? Humans killing apes. Um, but that happened in the last film that you yeah, hated. Yeah, no. Humans That didn't really have an apes. impact on my Ape. opinions on it. Together. Strong. Go ape. No kill ape. Um Copa. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I, I I I I feel like there's just something inherently silly about apes that I, I cannot are smart accept that from a talk. Star Trek fan. And- <laughs> I cannot accept that. Um that's probably fair enough. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I I I don't know. Maybe I, don't know. I just struggle to take it seriously or something. It's fine. Like, I, it's I a do fine wonder film. if you started from the beginning how the trilogy would yeah, have felt. Maybe. If you, it's maybe. sort of like you're the, easing your way into it from reality. The world becomes more believable. Yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah, Particularly given that, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a health emergency happening in the world at the moment. Yeah. 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 The coronavirus I, yeah. spread oh. by the pangolin. Is that right? They think. The pangolin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Right. Okay. Should I get rid of my pets? Your, pe- pengu- your pet pangolins? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever looked them up? They're in the cutie pie category for mammals, for sure. Yeah. I, I picture them to be like anteaters only scaly. They're scaly, yeah. yeah. They're the only scaled mammal. But they are the most trafficked animal in the entire world. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. People okay. smoke them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually <laughs> smokable quantities. <laughs> smokable quantities. That's not a term. <laughs> oh yes, these things. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're so cute. They oh, look like a. Right. They look like a pine cone. Yeah, yeah little pine cones. Wow. People want to smoke them. Oh, they look so timid as well. And they're so cute. So this could be the start of of a real Planet of the Apes scenario. Pangolin of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're changing the planet to a pangolin, is what you're saying. You cannot and, prove and to me. It. Still apes. Cannot prove to me that the world is not a rolled up pangolin. Oh my god, I, 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 I can't prove that to you. I don't know if I want to. I found a review that maybe I can read through just to, oh, yeah. for us to grip onto here. It's from the RogerEbert.com website. Obviously, a great man, Roger Ebert, passed a few years ago, but his name lives on. 
with his website. He does. It's a beautiful yep. legacy that he's left behind. The website. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this review is written by Brian Telerico. He's given it, and they have this um, quirky thing where they do it out of four stars. What? Yeah, it's, it's the Rod, Roger Ebert thing. He always gave it out of four stars. So he's given uh, Brian Telerico has given it three and a half out of four. Oof. So it's a strong score. That's good. It's almost the highest he can get with this. Yeah. <laughs> this, system. This, this system. It would be cute, confusing. So hey, to convert that into five stars would it's be... less. <laughs> Something out <laughs> there. So anyway, sorry, go on. Brian writes, War for the Planet of the Apes. So we should start with the name. Mm. It's so clumsy. I think I've said this in every episode we've done about this series. It's the it's the reason it took me so long to watch these films. Because <laughs> the names are so ridiculous. It's they're they're nothing. They're just nothing. They're a collection of words. Yeah, so many words. And they all sound the same. War for the Planet well, of the Apes, remember, Rise of the Planet of the yeah, Apes. Yeah, remember last time I thought we were watching Rise of Planet of the Apes and I didn't realise that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was the different one. Yeah. Why did, would I? Rise and Dawn, I still couldn't guarantee which one was which. No. They did at the start of the film. Did you watch the subtitles? Not the subtitles, yeah, but yeah. the yes, text at the start. Yeah. They, they, like, sorted, they sorted they, it out. They basically they, they told very briefly the story of it. <laughs> the first two films in a sentence and yeah. then left the rise or the dawn linger on, yeah. on the screen just yeah. so you really got it. It's a very deliberate, like, okay, people are confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this goes back to the original series as well, right? So there was Battle for the Planet of the Apes yeah. and Con- Conquer of the – what is it? There's another one, Conquest of the Planet Conquest of the Battle of the Apes. Did they spell the it like Conquest, like King Kong? No, they didn't. Missed opportunity. Missed, like Conquest. Let's go back. <laughs> Redo them. <laughs> there, there's plans for a, another one in this uh, rebooted series. I don't know if it's going to be continuing this story or if it's going to be a re-reboot or what. But hmm. well, Andy Circus's character I, is dead. So. Yeah, I'm, there's probably Spoilers. an oh, artic, article <laughs> I could just read. That was right towards the end as well. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't Sorry. know. He could have been having a nap. He could have been. It was a big old oh. sleep. It's definitely yeah. Look, it's implied that he died. I think. Yeah, he I think yeah. Did. Do Do you mind looking up the uh, what's in the works for the new one? Just Sh- sure, because I'm sure that they've probably been pretty clear on what it's going to be, but I just can't remember what it was. Anyway, mm. I got I got uh, not long into the review. Here it goes. <laughs> as far as the title of the film. <laughs> War for the Planet of the Apes is a film that unapologetically embraces the first word of its title. It opens with soldiers in a lush green forest with nicknames on their helmets, marching towards the enemy through the brush in a style that reminded me of Platoon. Doesn't mention the nicknames. The nicknames are pretty funny puns. Monkey killer. (laughs) That's a funny pun. (laughs) (laughs) What was the one I was thinking of? No, maybe were they not funny puns? What are you talking about? The, on the back of their helmets, they're at the start oh. of the film. Um, oh, bedtime for Bonzo. Bedtime for Bonzo. Oh. So that's, Bonzo that's not is, really a pun. Like that's, a... That was the name of a film oh. that Ronald Reagan was in before he was president, <laughs> and it was about a chimp who I think the whole film was about the chimp trying to get ready for bed. That's not right, but it's uh, that's so, pretty so, funny. So it's not maybe it's not that funny, and it's maybe not a pun, but it's you know it's a play on words thing there. It does make me go, what year is this set in? Right, like what year in the world? I th- didn't it say? Did it say eighteen years in the future or something like that? From when the original f- which was outbreak like happened, two thousand and twelve or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So it's 
like in the in the next decade. Yeah. Yeah. And you imagine like there's no new film and TV <laughs> shows being made, so all their pop culture references are still from our time. They that have to or before. They have yeah. to rely on Ronald the Ronald Reagan era. Films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a um a, a sequel. So well, I'm just looking at talks of a sequel. So this says uh, by October 2016, it was reported that a fourth Planet of the Apes film was being discussed. Right. It's being discussed right now yeah. by us. I assume they're talking about by the producers or something. Yeah. Um, I thought I saw news late last year. Okay. So, so and then, so then, um, they're talking about um, uh, making more films uh, with um, Steve Zahn, who plays the bad ape character in this one. Um, I was reading before actually because the, so the bad ape character is kind of the the it's not actually a bad ape for people who haven't seen it. That's no. just his. It's his, his little nickname. It's kind of his name, but not yeah. really. But. Um, his his character is kind of a, a link to the where the original films go or something, right? Because oh. in it's um his he's the only ape that wears clothes, right? Which is something that they did in the original yeah. one of the films, right? So it's sort of like a a link that way, and then and but ma- he's he's grouped in with the re- and maybe we should talk about what's coming next after we talk about what's happening. Yeah. Sure, all right, yeah. great. Hold I that. just think one thing because I know that the producers of the Fourth Planet of the Apes are listening. It will be a missed opportunity if you don't make the ape in the title, the A in the ape, and the number four. Oh yeah. I don't want another conquest situation. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Just you don't want to miss that. Yeah, I'll message them. Some people, probably me, will pronounce it Forbes, Planet of the Forbes, and I'll, and I'll be like, I don't get it. What's this Planet of the Forbes? <laughs> it's like Tack 3 can, Tick 3 and Tick, Taken 3. I'll just, just to wrap this up, so they have F- confirmed. Five Five. You remember five, the band Five Five? Yeah, Five Five. <laughs> yeah. As of late last year, so that um, Disney's confirmed that there are more in development and that they would take place in the... Uh, the same universe. Oh, great! I'm glad. So, I mean, it was nice. That this, this this was a beautiful three story arc, I think. But I I just would love to go back into this world again. Yeah, I want to see more. Uh, okay, so the review goes on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the there's a, there's other plays on words. At one point, we see a um, apocalypse now written on a wall. Did you That's notice yes, that? Yes, I did see that. Yep. That's so good. Uh, so I bet Lush Sucks did it. <laughs> I think a lot, a lot of these human army people are pretty pretty into their wordplay. they I got think. a sense yeah. of humour. Yeah. Um, over the next two hours, other war films will flash through your mind, most commonly Apocalypse Now, which Matt Reeves' excellent blockbuster Cribs from Openly, even turning its villain into a Colonel Kurtz in the Heart of Darkness complete with shaved head and rambling philosophy. Hmm. I haven't I haven't seen Apocalypse Now. Someone, no, my uncle I. was telling me this summer, he's like, yeah, what do you mean you haven't seen it? He was wearing one of his many Apocalypse Now novelty T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what is this referencing again? What's this one referencing? He's like, Apocalypse Now, like You should get many an of Apocalypse the Now one. I should get and it. And be like, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Watch War for Planet of the Apes. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, they reference here the Apocalypse Now even. Um as if to make it clear that Reeves and company aren't stealing as much as directly paying homage. Yes. So why turn a franchise about sentient apes into a war movie that echoes the stories of Vietnam? What can be gained from looking at the darker side of humanity through the lens of a summer blockbuster? The answer is quite a lot. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Take us there, Brian. <laughs> After the traumatic infighting that served as the centerpiece for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is obviously the second one. Yes, <laughs> obviously. Yes. Caesar, played by Andy Circus, and his fellow apes have become almost legendary. The animals in the woods that soldiers speak about with hushed tones. No one knows exactly where Caesar is or what his plans are, although we learn relatively quickly that his primary focus is survival. It's an interesting narrative aspect of these films that Caesar so often seems to be just seeking peace, but he's drawn back in a conflict by human beings who refuse to allow coexistence with a species that may be their superior. That's exactly what happens when a character known only as the Colonel, played by Woody Harrelson, attacks the ape's camp, killing some of Caesar's family. Now the ape learns another human emotion that often leads to tragedy. Vengeance. <laughs> yes. So either he's moved through a bunch of stuff there. Do we want to um, get into any of that deeper? So he's so we we initially find him when uh, we're with the army at the start. Yep. And they're attacking what they've found is to be mm. the ape base. They kill a few, but then the apes fight back in a big way, mm. take them all out. Caesar- clearly clearly the, the humans starting the fight here. Yes. Because they're, they're just, as we find, they're just a, they're trying to be peaceful, like they're not bothering anyone. Yeah. Um, but the humans go and attack them for some reason. I guess their whole mission at the moment is just to eradicate all apes. Well, it's sort of explained a little bit later on by Woody Harrelson mm. where he says, and it makes some sense, he's like, you, you, you're saying you want peace with us now, but you're stronger than us, you're smarter than us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to, like, eventually you're going to take us out. Yeah, so he's seen the movies, he yeah. knows what's coming. He's yeah. basically trying to get in first. And then you're like, yeah, I get that logic probably adds up, knowing what... I suppose. I think... Um... What I found unrealistic, well, what I found unrealistic in this movie where the apes have guns is <laughs> that they the they have these smoke bombs which yes. look a bit like homemade and it kind of implies that they've somehow managed to harness the power of, I don't know, alchemy or something to make <laughs> these. And then they shoot a bunch of bows and arrows, which is also amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it beats the guns. And then there's the human who it happens so quickly Oh, oh, we also we have an ape on the human side. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Were they called donkeys? They're called the donkeys. Is that a real thing from like if there's a trader working that they call them donkeys? Yeah. I was wondering if it was a Donkey Kong thing, like it was some oh. sort of a Oh maybe. Like yeah. a like a slur almost. Like yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But but also donkeys are just like the they're a workhorse sort of yeah. pack animal or whatever. And he's mm. definitely shouldering a lot yeah. of stuff. So they're basically just carrying yeah. guns and weapons and and, and being bossed around. Yeah, and he's the heavy. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that that they treat him badly because they're like, donkey, pass me this, and then he kind of takes his time doing it and he kind of like grabs Yeah, him. grabs him, hits him on the head. Yeah. Sort of. yeah. So treats him badly. inhumanely. Yes, yeah. very badly. Yes. Yeah, so I, mm, yeah, I'm not, and the, and we find out as the movie goes on that uh, these apes, mainly gorillas, but also some chimps mm. go to uh, workers' donkeys yes. for basically because they're told that if they do, they'll be spared. It does seem to be mostly gorillas, doesn't it? Yeah. What are they trying to say? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure. Well, I, I guess chimps are smarter, aren't they? I don't know. Already? There's like, there's so many schools of thought about this. Everyone, like I reckon what I've read the most about is that people seem to believe that orangutans are the smartest. Right. Even though they're slightly further away from us than both gorillas and chimpanzees. Yeah. They've got 
a level of intelligence that's, oh, interesting. that's more like ours. Yeah. But also... Which, which we sort of see, and this is the main orangutan character, Maurice, yeah. is so smart and wise. Probably wise. wise. Yeah. He's wise. Caesar's very smart. Tactical. Tactical and, and also level-headed. But Maurice well, He's got has, a maturity or something, but yeah. Maurice probably has that maturity to an even higher level mm. and then just a wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, it's inter- it is interesting, and they come from different continents too. One thing I will say is that there's nowhere near as many orangutans as there are like chimps and gorillas in it. You see like yep. a couple of other mm. ones, and I think that because a lot of the chimps that started, and I mean they're now breeding, mm. so they're generate. There's generations there now who've been bred since the the intelligence came about. <laughs> but they start. It started out when they broke them out of. Yeah. The labs, and I think chimps are very co- the most commonly um, in American zo- um, zoos and labs and stuff. Yeah, which, yeah but, right. which we learned a couple of weeks ago with Erica Fleury as a guest that, that that's being um, uh, phased out now. Thank God. Yeah, so. there's mm-hmm. even like an essay written by a French poet. Hear me out. Um, from like the late 1800s, who argued for the humanity of orangutans and um, wanted to have one as like a friend. Like right. not not in in a in a weird way at all, but he would be like, "This is my guest for dinner," and everyone would be like, "That's an ape," <laughs> and he'd be like, "Zootalos, they're just like me." Like, mm. and he wrote this big essay arguing as to why they're the same as us. Um, and there's some like, there's like a big law case about chimp rights as well, orangutan oh, rights too. Yeah. In America, oh, God, I wish I could remember this better. But, yeah, basically someone being like, oh, they deserve to be defended as though they are a human, as though yep. they're a human. Um, and it's because of this testing on them in labs. Matt's looking it up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, uh, they, mm, yeah, it's like personhood, right? It's, yeah. There's something they're seeking for a few different primates. Um, or here's the first thing that comes up when I searched orangutan personhood. There's an AP news story <laughs> titled Orangutan Granted Personhood Settles into New Florida Home. Is AP News a spoof website? Um, not no, that that's I know. the Associated Press. <laughs> They're very... <laughs> They're very legit. Yeah. <laughs> how, how have I not heard this? <laughs> it's not the onion. It's, it's like the Florida <laughs> onion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a 33-year-old orangutan granted legal, legal personhood by a judge in Argentina <laughs> is settling into her new surroundings at the Center for Great Apes in Central Florida. Pretty sure the Center for Great Apes is also one of Erica Fleury's sanctuaries. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway... This is going out live, so I should keep... Uh, <laughs> just because I don't edit, I can't... Um, anyway, back we'll to that back article. To yeah. yeah, so, so they've got a donkey and he he can kind of... This is where I have questions because it's never really established why some... And maybe it is and I just missed it. But some of them talk with their voices and some of them talk with sign language. Which yeah. Which I suppose we'll get into as the film goes on because it becomes a bit more pertinent. Yes. Yeah. And that's a it's actually a kind of a weapon for them to have their own silent language. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cuz it starts off the the trilogy starts with um Maurice no sign, I mm. think from the beginning. Yes. Mm. And helps teach that to others. Yeah. And it's only as the effects of the drug which turn into a genetic mm. thing that means that they can talk and then they it's like a muscle that the more they work it, the more they can talk. Yeah. You can see some of the apes t- talk more than others. 
Yeah, and they're generally just more chatty in this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there's none of this like kind of broken broken speech anymore. Like Caesar's making full sentences. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the most proficient at yeah. talking. Yeah. It um, was patient zero though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then the others or are patient it up. one maybe was was it his parents? It's been a while well, since I watched the first one. No, his mum was patient zero. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Anyway, does that make him patient one? Yeah, it's number one. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> sounds more impressive in some ways. Yeah, I'm patient number one. Patient one. <laughs> you're zero. You're nothing. <laughs> Oh, uh, where was I in this bloody so review? So vengeance is the last word you said. Oh, oh great. Yeah. That, that is a good memory. I'm, I'm patient one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we got up to the vengeance. So I don't know how much more we need to talk about what we saw. So they they that happens, that initial battle, the apes win, the army is either killed or retreats. No, no, I don't think none. They're, they're all killed. killed. And yeah, because then that guy's four... like, it's just me, sir. And then yeah. you can hear yeah, yeah. the colonel over the microphone being like, you're you're in control, get it. Like you can already hear his kind of like quite philosophical yes. yeah, yeah. commands. He's like, take as many out as you can. Yeah. Because yeah, he says, yes. I'm going to die. I'm not going to make I'm, it. I'm not going to make it, yeah. So um, the apes take, I think, four men and a, a donkey with them or maybe yeah. three men and a donkey. Sounds like a <laughs> Three men and a donkey. <laughs> Three men and a donkey go on vacation. And uh, the donkey is taken outside for some reason. That doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, the donkey escapes. Yeah. Uh, it's taken outside by uh, one of the apes' heavies, yeah. Winter, the white. <gasps> oh, yeah. The albino. White gorilla. The white gorilla. So he's – so there's a, there is a famous albino gorilla that was kept in Barcelona Zoo. For a really long time, and he's the only one of the only eastern lowland gorillas that's ever been in captivity. And he was taken out of the wild. I think he was captured in like the sixties. Um, if you look him up, he's so beautiful, but also what's his name? Uh, oh. oh, I'll just look up Albano gorilla. Where did you say Barcelona Zoo? Wow. And he. Um, so he was taken out of the wild. Snowflake. Snowflake. <laughs> So it's not far, like, they've called the character winter, winter. in this. So, so it does oh, yeah. happen from time to time, albinism, like it happens for every animal. Um, but it did make me go, like, I was watching it and I was like, oh, an albino gorilla. And then it, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, what it would be like to be an albino gorilla. You don't have any of that protection of the... You're, you're so exposed to the elements. Like, obviously, having that um, darker skin and colouring helps the gorillas with the sun. Yeah. And they're from... From, you know, um, probably blend in as well, right? Blend it, yeah. He'd Camouflage. stick out completely, which is why this, you know, poacher saw him in the first place because he was like, "Oh my god, look at that white baby right. gorilla." Um, so albinism almost never helps animals. They're either super easily seen by predators, or they're super coveted by people, which is why there's a, there's a pair of um, white giraffes in Kenya, I believe it is, and someone's kind of guarding them all the time because they know that. You know, as soon as someone can, they'll get their hands on them and take them for capture or some right. kind of trophy, basically. Um, yeah, this and they're so pretty and so unusual. Um, but yeah, that poor Eastern Lowlands gorilla just got taken to a zoo and hmm. lived out his days there. I think. Yeah, I wonder is that a is that the kind of thing where you you meant to just let nature take its course, where he probably wouldn't have survived? I or? don't know. It's that's a tough one. Mm. <laughs> But Winter is, he gets attacked 
by the donkey, whose name is Red, because mm. we see him again later. And he is a redhead. He's, re- he's got that yeah. reddish hair, yeah. And a little little scar on his forehead. Yeah. I think, yeah, they obviously, they know that that's easier for us to yeah. to pick them apart if they give them <laughs> yeah. distinctive hair colours. <laughs> yeah. But they do, gorillas look very different individual to individual. They've got completely different faces yeah. like we do. Um, and, like, a lot of them do have quite reddish fur on their, yeah, on right. their back. Yeah, especially Western lowlands tend to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, well, I, yeah, I, I believe that it would all be real, but I think it's smart that the the key characters, yeah. they've chosen that just for our, our yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our, ability to pick them apart easily, I suppose. But so the that's when we see this gorilla talking and Caesar's kind of like, everyone's, they're scared of me. These are the the followers of Cobra. That have gone off to become traders, yeah. And then that's when this other gorilla speaks, and it's actually quite like, oh, yeah. He, he can also speak, and he calls. This is what I like the most. He's like he refers to the colonel as the kerner. That's <laughs> what he's kind of listened to it as, and he's kind of got that broken English. And they see him as a god, or he's everything, or something. Right. Like we get an idea of how powerful um, Woody Harrelson's character is. Yeah, like, Woody yeah. Harrelson is powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a powerful actor. <laughs> But then so um, Caesar shows mercy by releasing the, the so, people. So the donkey gets away. The donkey, he's like, come back to us kind of thing. Yeah. But then the donkey escapes by being a little bitch. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah seemingly punches <laughs> punches winter. winter in the face, yeah. bleeding, and he yeah. goes, he got away. Yeah. But uh, they release the, the humans and... Um, Maurice, was it a chat with Maurice? Chat with Caesar Maurice. sort of explains his logic. He, he says, he tells the soldiers to give the message that we want peace. Leave us the forest, you can have the rest. Mm-hmm. And Maurice says, you think he'll he'll pass on the message? And Caesar goes, they are the message. They are the message. <laughs> if he, he sees them, he'll see that we're, oh, man. we're not. He's we're, wise. He's wise. Yeah, so wise. Uh, all right, let's go back into the review. It yeah. says... How War for the Planet of the Apes unfolds from here is relatively simple, especially for the often plot-laden genre of the summer blockbuster. One of the many brilliant elements of the script by Mark Bombach and Matt Reeves is its forced perspective. Other than that opening sequence, we stay almost entirely with only Caesar as he works his way to the mysterious human base with a few other simians and a mute girl they find along the way that they name Nova, played by Amaya Miller. For the midsection of the film, War for the Planet of the Apes also recalls a relative of the war movie in that it starts to feel like a modern western, a road movie about a group of heroes riding to the town that has been overrun by the black coats. So um, so what's happening here is, and I'm sort of asking and also telling, um, <laughs> is, is that Caesar is, because it's personal for him now, right? Like, because in that battle... Yes, we should. that was the thing I was trying to get to that I forgot to. Well, the vengeance kind of gets to that. Yeah. But because his, his wife and one of his kids is killed in that battle yeah. Um, by the humans, by Woody Harrelson's people. And we see um, Woody Harrelson as well in that right, bit, right? Like, we yes. have, he's got the, like, yeah, the yeah. war paint on and he's kind of like... They have a bit of a stare off. That scene. So there, there, where Caesar sleeps is behind a waterfall. It's kind of a private spot mm. that he's obviously got the intel. He knows mm. exactly where he is. But it, how chilled out is Caesar in that? It's like yeah. this is a guy is such a cold blooded, perfect leader for an army sort of thing. Yeah, he see he's like. But they come in with these green fluoro yeah. sites. Yeah. So yeah. obviously signposting that they're there, which seems like they wouldn't do. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he finds the rope that they're 
um, abseiling down with, yeah. and then he just sort of springs into action. But unfortunately, by the time when he gets back, he finds that his wife and son have been yeah. taken out, Who, which we realise is what uh, Woody Harrison thought he'd taken out Caesar, the oh ba- who's basically the mythical ape leader now. Yeah. yeah. So so Caesar now is on a mission to to take down Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he wants peace. I guess that's the shift is that his, his yeah, family he- were killed and so that's where it's like, no, I've got, I'm, I'm on a mission now. Um, and so he goes to hunt down, but he's also looking for his son, right? Yes, his, his younger his, son. Yeah, yeah. Who he? Has... Well, no, no. He no. He left his younger son behind. He so they. Uh, in the meantime, his other son, the one who died, had found a place that might have been where they could move to, to yeah, get even yeah. further away from the humans. Um, and then uh, his younger son, with the rest of the his mm. group were all going to go find that place mm. and he was going to go seek vengeance. On and his it, own. On his own. Right, right, right. And he also said not only seeking vengeance but I'll also help. They'll be worried about me so they'll you've got more of a chance to get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then, yeah, Maurice and a gorilla named Luca and uh, like a guy named Rocket, a chimp, another chimp. Rocket, Rocket, yeah, Rocket's been through... He was a big, yeah. yeah, sort of. Became, I think he was maybe a Cobra guy, and then he became his right hand man. I think maybe Rocket challenged him, and he yeah, it was in the previous film. Yeah, but he, he kills yeah. no, no, Caesar kills Cobra, but but Rocket um, flips in that. Thing. Yeah, and he yeah. becomes like basically his his second in command. Or yeah, because yeah. so he that, sees the Cobra's being a dickhead. Yeah, and they and so that actually really touched me because Caesar's like. <laughs> Go off on my own, and they're like, "Here's why you need us. I bring this, and I bring this, and I bring love." That's Maurice. Yeah. Maurice is always bringing love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he said. Yeah. Maurice says he goes, uh, "I might not come." Uh, Caesar goes, "I might not come back," and Maurice goes, "That's why I'm coming with you to make sure you do." Oh my god, <laughs> so cute! It's a little, it's a real oh. Lord of the Rings moment at and Rivendell. My yeah, axe. <laughs> I'm gonna have my bow. And my axe. Go planet. <laughs> Anyway, so then they're going off on the journey and the first thing they come across is like a deserted kind of farm where they see a person and he's got some wood and he's like, I'll just put this down. But then he dies. He does. Caesar kills him because he he goes for his gun. Yeah. 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 He was 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 a fake out. He was going to kill Caesar. He was going to kill the other three, Maurice, Rocket and... Luca. 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 My name is Luca. <laughs> I'm a big gorilla man. <laughs> and they and they do find um, this girl. This little girl. Yeah, that the Nova. man they killed's daughter. Yeah, oh, is it? Yeah. 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 So they kill her dad and then they're like, don't worry, we'll rescue you. They're not heroes. They killed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but she can't speak and that's why I think Maurice is kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what's this? And they find another soldier who can't speak as well. They find three other soldiers. Oh, yeah, that's right. That have just been killed by the army. One of them isn't quite dead, but he struggles to speak in the same way the girl did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they realise, oh, they've got something. Something's going on. Yeah. 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 Um, So, but then most of this now is just journey. So, like... No disrespect to Brian, but I don't like the Western genre. Don't I don't need to see the travel. I get it. Like, just give me more character development stuff. Um, very, you know, and Caesar is rightly quite suspicious of having the little girl with him. He's a bit like, Maurice, yeah, why you done this? And Maurice is like, 
I'm love. <laughs> I'm a big lovey boy. Um, and also on this journey, if I'm not getting ahead of the reviewer, they come across a bad ape. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it, it surely touches on Bad Ape at some point here. It's I haven't, a pretty I, major character. Yeah. So um, Bad Ape uh, is, he thinks, he sees the girl who becomes known as Nova, sees mm. the girl on a horse and assumes um, it's a group of humans. So is pilfering from their stuff in their horse rucksacks, or whatever those side yeah, saddles yeah. are called. <laughs> Sag bags. Sag bags. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, uh, Luca sees him and they chase him down to his hideout. Mm. When he goes, he explains, "Oh no, I'm. I thought you were humans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a yeah. bad ape. I'm a yeah. bad ape." But that's where it becomes. It was such a kind of a like quite a big moment because you think that the person, the thing stealing all the stuff, is a person because they're yeah. wearing yeah, a coat. Yeah. And then you kind of they chase them to this mansion, which looks spooky and haunted. In, and it's abandoned. And this is all still happening in America, which I kind of had forgotten about. But right. it's like all in California, mm. essentially. Yeah, because like, it's in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Those are in the Rockies or whatever, I guess. I don't know. I don't. You know what? I don't know anything about America. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's in the snow. And then he kind of like throws out the gun and throws out the stuff he stole. And then you hear this bad ape. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. I was so I don't know why this got to me so much, but you see his little face and the, you're like what are you? Like he just looks a little like bit strange and yeah, yeah. sort of me. scraggly uh, chimp. Yeah. Scraggly chimp. Yeah. But he's talking. Yeah. And we we were talking about this before. Like I wasn't really satisfied with how he'd gotten to that right. stage. And well they were surprised as well because as far as I knew the only apes that could talk and had the intelligence were the all connected to the one group, mm. and this yeah. is the first one they'd met that wasn't. He came from a zoo. Mm. He had obviously had the virus pass from probably from a human maybe even. Yeah. Mm. And then that makes his brain enbiggen. <laughs> 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 and he, um, so, and then he, he, I think he explained it pretty briefly that he, he learned how to speak listening to humans talk. Yeah. And that's why one of the main phrases he picked up was bad ape. Because, yeah. yeah. Because they right. tell him off. They tell him off a lot, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Great. Sierra Zoo, everybody. Sierra Zoo. So that's in Nevada, I guess. Sierra Nevada. Yeah. I feel like that's the place. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is a, but there's also a brewery in California called <laughs> Sierra. <laughs> Sierra Nevada. I'm not sure. I'm bad at geography. Yeah, Super American too. geography. Yeah, it's sort of that small stuff. So, I know New York's on the east. Yes. Yep. And California is the other side. Yeah, yes. west. Yeah, so, California. No. I so, learned all my yeah. geography from Tupac. Oh, <laughs> I learned mine from um, Phantom Planet. Yeah, <laughs> California, oh, yeah. here we come. That's such a banger. That's a great show. Great song. Yeah, yeah. Um, there. So Steve Zahn plays Bad Ape. Yep. With I think, I mean. Talk about overlooked for the Oscars, <laughs> and I mean that. I loved it. I found so much. him. I found that character annoying the first time I watched it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I found him way more sympathetic this time for some reason. Like a Jar Jar Binks kind of character. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's there for the kids almost. But in he, a movie that kids probably aren't watching, he's got he's comic relief. Yeah, hundred percent. When he's looking through the binoculars and he's like, oh, yeah. why so small? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got them round the wrong way, you dumb chimp. You yeah, dummy. that was funny. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, all That's right. nice. As I funny as Andy it. from Toy Story? 
Oh, look, Andy's not a particularly funny character. No, you're right. Um, there are... Uh, yeah, there wasn't really... Was there any of that in the previous film? I don't remember any any sort of comic, comic relief, relief in no. the, uh, yeah, in the no, last one. Yeah, I like that. It was, it was a nice change. I, I liked that. The lighter stuff. Um, yeah. But is there something? Is there something up with him? Has he like lost his hair? Because I, because I was like, maybe he's like a lab chimp or something like that. Because yeah, he looks different. They, it feels like surely they would have explained it if that was the case. I don't know. Like it sounds like he's had a bad time. Whatever it is. Yeah. And some animals do pluck out hair or feathers if they're anxious. Right. They do. There, this is actually talked about here. So, um, uh, this is uh, over to the fandom thing. Bad ape is supposed to be the start of a progression um, to. Uh, moving in the direction of the original films. Mm. Um, so to survive in the harsh winter, he's the first date we see who's wearing heavy winter uh, clothes that he's scavenged. Um, it's uh, also assisted by the fact that he's bald similarly to Rocket. Um, however, Rocket likely has alopecia. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bad Ape seems to have lost his hair from old age. That's what it says there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, but maybe that's another way to tie into the older films, but I'm not sure. Right. But that in particular. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, something in this scene also when we're in the mansion, uh, the girl keeps grabbing at this... We don't know what it is, this little piece of metal. Yeah. And Bad Ape keeps going, no, put that down. Put that down. And then uh, for some reason he's trying to win their favour at the end of this scene and he goes, you you can have it, you can uh-huh. have it. And then we see it and it's a Chrysler Nova um, car badge that's mm. been ripped off the back of a car. Yeah. So that, which is what ends up giving her her name. So which they killed her dad and then renamed it. And then in the original films, I believe... I haven't seen it. I've seen the first one only not for a long time, but I should really go on to those next, um, was a character, a human character who couldn't really talk much, a, like a real primitive style yeah. human yeah. Uh, called Nova. So it's an, either a nod to that or they're almost suggesting she grows up to be To her. be that person. Yeah. But I don't think this, I think this movie does more nods than saying that it's going to directly lead up to that original film. Feels like a noddy. Yeah. Yeah. I like the nods. <laughs> and there's also Cornelius is the name of Caesar's youngest son, I believe, mm. who is a character in the original film as well. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. That does So there's a lot of these sort of nods towards that. Now the clothes are starting to happen. So, happen. Yeah. so I yeah. quite like how they've done that. They've really built it so it's... Basically a believable thing. Evan's missed probably the key <laughs> foundation block of this. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's um, what got to me, I think. I don't know why, and bear in mind I'm exhausted at the moment. I've been working on so it's easy to push me over. I'm very vulnerable. <laughs> um, but there's this bit where he's like, special day, friends. And it's like, like mon- uh, uh, monkey's. Monkeys are very social, but ch- chimps are such a social oh, animal. And he's been, he's just been living solo. By himself. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He is so excited to call them friends. Um, and it seems like he'd almost do anything for them apart from go back to this place that he 
been. Yeah. Was it was it clear that he'd been a prisoner there? I think so. Yeah. Like that's kind of what I got. But at this stage, from the from this part of the movie onwards, I'm terrified of the moment that they might kill Bad Ape because I'm oh, like, right. oh my god. They're going to kill it Maurice like, or Bad Ape. Yeah. It's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> it did feel like because uh, I think around this time, maybe just after this, uh, Luca basically uh, takes a bullet. Oh. or take, well, oh. I think maybe even takes a knife um, saving Caesar yeah. from, a, from mm. army attackers uh, when they're about to. They're, they've found the, the big army uh, compound. Like compound, compound yeah, thing. where yeah. Woody Harrelson is. Um, and the, a couple of army guys on patrol obviously find them. Yeah. And Luca um, kills them, but in the in, in the, the killing he cops a knife. That's or, right, he does too. Oh, Luca. And I saw this review. So um, the uh, the girl, Nova, he Luca had put a flower in her hair earlier that morning and then she was very upset and she cried. But it felt like so. Let me read this thing and see what what you think of it because I, mm. I read it before I rewatched it. I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. I'll keep my eyes on that. Someone gave it a one star review on Google. This is just a, a user review. Okay. Um, they I think they're in the army, so they they complain a bit about how unlikely some of their army techniques were. <laughs> sure. Uh, but then says, <laughs> but says, and then says from then on, it's just a mess. Uh, my favorite. Basically, the biggest joke part, she reckons, is the girl cries when the big ape dies. She had no, none, zero, nada connection to it based off one scene where he puts a flower in her hair less than 10 minutes later, he's dead and she's bawling. (laughs) You could say she's a girl, death is traumatic, blah, blah. Nope. (laughs) We meet this girl as she walks out and looks at her dad's dead body and doesn't even flinch. (laughs) While instantly bonding with the ape that handed her a doll. She's got daddy issues. She's going to grow up to be a prostitute. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Too bad she lives with apes. That's the sequel. She gets knocked up by an ape and they struggle to get what? by the oh, post-apocalyptic fuck. world. Shit emoji. All right. That got um, 133 <laughs> likes. I was I was on board for the first part of that. Some I mean, of that was an interesting point. But yeah, she sort of... I thought it was a bit weird that she was... Cr- I, I think she's going for comedy there at the end. Uh, I don't believe she actually thinks the sequel will be I don't think bad. it's a good joke. <laughs> oh, uh, what are you, the comedy police now? I, I think I have <laughs> funny to is yeah. funny. Clearly, I have to be. We live in a lawless world. Mm. But I, I think what they were showing there was, in my mind, was that she was. They were showing that the girl, even though she had this whatever this reaction was to the disease, that she couldn't talk and she lost some intelligence. So she was sort of gaining a bit of emotional intelligence from when we first found her yeah. to the end. She started signing. She was like learning. Yeah. yeah so I thought yeah. that I thought that was what they were trying to show that. Right. Um. She'd come from a real low base. She. <laughs> well, like, and it seems to happen instantly. We find out later that you get contaminated with this thing. Yes. You instant. It happens straight away. This yeah. is so interesting. So maybe we found her right towards the start, and then she's learning some stuff back, like she's been wiped. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to forgive a movie that I like. Yeah. <laughs> no. And also, like, I think with the reviewer. The Google review. <laughs> what I'm seeing there is some real misdirected rage 
at what is quite a benign character in the film. She looks so happy yeah. in her photo for the reviewer. But yeah, no. She's, 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 there's rage beneath the eyes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, and maybe she's she's obviously, maybe she's had some hard times as a soldier. She's um, come back different. She's seen some things. And who she hates the most is little girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would it would be probably, I guess, when you're you are an expert in some field and you see it in movies a lot and it's just done in a weird way. Like, that doesn't make any... Why didn't they ask someone from the army <laughs> how this scene would play out? But, yeah, everyone else is like, ah, I don't know. That it's seemed fine. like it makes sense to me. It, it didn't fine. stand my, out to me. My knowledge of army and war is so minimal that a lot of this practical stuff that's happening where the army's building the base and things are happening and the, all that, I kind of, like... Not skated over, but I didn't go in. And I was like, yeah. I get it. Like, any minute now, he's going to have a confrontation with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. It's happening. It's all I want. It's also some character stuff. Uh, one thing we have missed is how Winter dies because Winter's become a donkey. That's how they get the location of... Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Ah. So, we th- like, I mean, I assumed it was the first donkey that um, gave the location, but it was actually Winter because he had a disagreement. He was like, no, we need to run. Yes. Caesar was like... No offense, but you're being a bit dumb. <laughs> I've got this. And so then Winter like just storms off and goes to the colonel and he becomes a donkey for them. And then when we see him, he's got donkey spray painted yeah, in black on his yeah. white fur. Yeah. I felt so I like I'm not a very eventual person and like uh, this is probably like my demise, but as if someone's like, "Oh, forgive me." I'm like, "Okay." Like I've yeah. got like zero. <laughs> I hate to see people hurting. Um, and so when he, this bit to me was almost the worst part of the film, when they were walking on him and he's doing the dishes for the army. Yeah. He's doing the dishes for the army. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Caesar. I, I gave the location. I, th- I They were going to kill me. And Caesar's like, well, that's why my wife and kid are dead. And he was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And he's freaking yeah. out and he's like holding up his hand to, the, you know, to get them to do the ape forgiveness thing yeah, or the ape love yeah. thing. And instead he doesn't do it. No, it doesn't. Really? He, him. He's got to become vengeful. I I think it, it was to me it was pretty clear he didn't mean to kill him. He no. was just trying to keep him quiet. And then he when he realized he died. Yeah. And he was and then he started having nightmares about Cobra. He, yeah. He Cobra. felt bad about killing. Cobra comes to him in his nightmares and he's like, "But you killed him." That was that was <laughs> life, that was a life and death moment. If, yeah. If Winter was so a couple of soldiers were coming past, you could see their silhouettes. And Winter was possibly about to call yeah. out, look like he was. Yeah. Because mm. we've already seen, like, he, he, he did, you said it was, he would have died otherwise. It wasn't that. <laughs> he, how did, how did he get captured by them anyway? Well, I or was reckon, that while he was traveling? I, I don't know. I, like, if I, if I'm going back to what I believe Winter's origin story is, there's lots of, like, animals with white fur in zoos and wildlife parks because, Often, some ancestor of them of theirs has been caught from the wild because people are like, "Wow, look at that kooky animal!" Mm. Um, and then they end up breeding them heaps within the park. So, like a really good example is the white tiger, yeah. which is everyone's like, "Oh, that's a species of tiger that lives in the snow," but it's actually just a Bengal tiger with white ah, fur. I didn't realize and, that. Yeah, because uh, everyone's like, "It's its own species," and yeah. it's not. It's actually they say the white tiger. Yeah, yeah. White but it's, tigers it's, are in critically endangered. <laughs> They are, yeah, but so lots of, there's this awful picture of um, some of them being bred incestually in like a wild, I think it's in America, this wildlife park, and they've got um, 
you know, just like they're clearly struggling and they, they're born with heaps of health problems and maladies and, and they die really early. Um, but it's this weird, so, you know, we can assume Winter's story is a similar thing where he's in some backyard zoo in America somewhere and right. that's how they've joined up. Because all those chimps are from the, yeah, all the chimps are from a, like a primate facility in the original one. Um, Which, yeah, is never, again, never really explained like where the rest of them have been found, Mm. but like, whatever. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I I guess, I I think I only just realised then where, how Winter got to be captured by them. Yeah. I thought, I thought in my head, I thought, you know how he went out the back to take that guy and the guy got away? Yeah. I thought he faked that <gasps> and he told him then. Oh. But that doesn't make sense, does it? No. He was, that, yeah. that was what, how my mind read it. But now yeah. I think, so he just went off when they all went on that journey to find the new place and they all got taken. Yeah. Including him. Yeah. And they said, we're going to kill you. And he said, all right, I'll tell you where he is. Yeah, yeah. He's... He's but no, they hadn't even left it yet though. No, because that's the thing. He wanted to leave right away. Yes, and Caesar was like, no, and so that that's when I think he stormed off, and I think they he went go, straight Winter's there. missing. Yeah, I right. Think which is like honestly, how do you find him? Amazing. So he mm. did go to them. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a it wasn't like oh, it was he a was dick, life dick and death thing. He yeah. sold him out. Yeah, and. And that led to Caesar's yeah. wife and son getting killed. It is awful. I'd, I would have found it hard to forgive him in that moment as well. Oh, like I wouldn't yeah. be friends with him anymore. But <laughs> it's just—it was just the desperation. Yeah, I, I know like, it was. It was. God, this poor gorilla's had such a bad life. Amazing to see a gorilla like show so much emotion that you can understand. The, there's a part of me that can't, and this is uh, Evan. I'm sure you can relate. Like the. Thinking of the behind the scenes of this and all the actors like kind of hooting and chittering, mm. but they're just like grown adult actors yeah. like yeah. in these suits. I'm <laughs> able to blank blank out that from my mind. Yeah. I can't stop. I it's yeah, so there were definitely moments where I was thinking about that. <laughs> but it's surprising how much your brain just accepts it. Like yeah. the effects are pretty incredible. They're an, amazing. Like, really, really impressive. Anyway, their eyes. Eyes are amazing. Morris, Maurice's eyes and those oh. close-ups and Caesar's yeah. as well. Should I let, let's start smashing back through this review? The review, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you remember what the last word I was said was that time? <laughs> Not that time. So, oh yeah, it was Black Coats, I think. So <laughs> the way talking about it as a western mm. uh, road movie about a group of heroes riding to the town that has been overrun by the Black Coats. Again, the focus is remarkable. Dozens of other movies would have bounced us narratively back and forth between the Colonel and Caesar. It's much stronger and easier to, to identify with Caesar because we're on a journey with him, knowing only what he does. But the pressure to bring the human star back before the hour mark must have been high. <laughs> it's so smart of Reeves, a great director who has also made smart decisions with the last <laughs> film in this series, and the woefully underrated Let Me In to avoid it. Okay, so Brian's got like another agenda here. <laughs> he loves Reeves. <laughs> he loves Reeves. Yeah. Loves him. Reeves works masterfully here through all elements of the production. Doesn't make a mistake. Everything's <laughs> D- perfect. No, there's no <laughs> mistakes. I mean, I think there's been some mistakes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I found a bit when they first come, like they first captured the human soldier and he's like, you're him, aren't you? You're Caesar. Mm-hmm. We thought you were dead. I was like, shut up with this exposition. Do yeah, more acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, that bothered me too, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, why would he have talked like that? Reeves, yeah. you're shit. Just to catch us up on the what's going on. Um, 
Yeah, like they could have been saying that to each other yeah. when they were coming up to or The something. colonel could have said it yeah. over the radio. Uh, it's there's so many other ways. Uh, so, but he goes on to say, but his two smartest decisions may have been hiring a pair of people you won't see in any of the ads, but who really helped make this film the notable accomplishment it is. The first is cinematographer Martin Saracen, <laughs> who imbues war with a rich natural colour palette that defies what we've come to expect from blockbusters. The acclaimed cinematographer of films like Birdie, Angel Heart and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban finds a way to emphasise the natural world around Caesar and his travelling companions in every sequence. It's a film that is inherently loaded with CGI and yet the images I think of when I remember it are built on foundations of snow, water, trees, etc. The second is bringing on the great composer Michael Giacchino who arguably does the best work of his career here, recalling both war films and great blockbuster scores of the 70s and 80s with compositions that become essential to the overall success of the film. A stunning amount of war is silent, more than any blockbuster I can remember. Yeah, I noticed that too, because the the apes aren't necessarily talking to each other Mm. um, much because not all of them can talk. There's a lot of sign language. Uh, And also because a lot of the human characters are mute as well, uh, like Nova. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of it is just score. Yeah. Um, until it kind of gets to the end where it's you know the battle happens and you've got more humans and yeah, there's a bit more going on. But yeah, a lot of the first half of the film is uh, there's no dialogue. Yeah, well, that's basically he says exactly the same. Uh, so Giacchino's score becomes as important as the compositions for pre-sound films in a way that it conveys emotion and even internal conflict. It's phenomenal. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That is like a glowing review. Yeah. Just give it four stars. You clearly want to. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you, you hold back? Yeah. Well, maybe he's going to get to it. He's he's not done. There's a couple more paragraphs to go. I wonder what. Yeah. But it, you don't often see like a whole paragraph set aside for the cinematographer and composer. That's hmm. kind of nice. Um how do I convince viewers who may be reluctant to see a movie about talking apes that these... <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Get them on your podcast. That these three movies have transcended their concept to become one of the best Hollywood trilogies of their generation. <laughs> I think, well, what are, what are better trilogies? I think it is a great trilogy. I, they, I've, I have to say I really, really enjoyed revisiting it. I'm loving it. Absolutely. And I... But I, I am not a huge fan of war films. In like, to me, war kind of goes over my head. I'm not, I'm not interested in it as a, as a genre. Um, this has been a lot of, a lot of chat about this lately because everyone's like, 1917, the Oscars, um, war films always get valorized. Blah blah mm. blah. Here's why. Why didn't Little Women get nominated? All this kind of stuff. So I think it's a really interesting discussion. Like I, there's a lot of this that kind of didn't resonate or affect me in this way, but I was uh, very a, sad about the dying apes. It's, it's not at all like a pro-war film though, right? No. It's be the opposite of anything. But it, it kind of, but I feel this way every time I do see a war film where I'm like, oh, my God, like that's so tragic and I never come away with the message that's completely like war is hell and here's how war gets started and here's why because you still see almost like the best and worst of people throughout it yeah Yeah, right I remember seeing the exhibition um in Wellington when I went there for the comedy festival like the scale of war and it's um the wetter sculptures Mm. where like it was beautiful like it was basically like Kiwi and Maori um soldiers that had fought in World War One in Gallipoli and it was like 
big sculptures of them where it was kind of oversized and that's why it was called The Scale of War. And I was, I kind of was like, oh, I don't know about this kind of glorification of war. And I went through and I was obviously sobbing by the end because it's so magnificent and these mm. people were heroes. Yeah. But then I was like, it's, it just happens every time. Like, right. what stories are we, like, the stories we tell about war are so important. But I feel like there really needs to be one that's like, don't do any more of these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which this is kind of like, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to go fight with an animal, is it going to be the apes? I don't know. I think it'll probably be birds. Well, I... <laughs> I think birds have got it. Birds are birds are onto us. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, keep going. They've been around the longest too, right? Birds are dinosaurs birds or are something. Dinosaurs. Yeah. So they'll reclaim. They want it. They want back what <laughs> rightfully <laughs> theirs. And magpies remember your face. Yeah. And if you're oh, mean to them or their relatives, they come get you. Uh. Which I never am. And that, that's it's <laughs> a good way to be. Uh, Review goes on to say, as with so much great science fiction, which is really what a movie about evolving apes is in the end, mm. War for the Planet of the Apes is a mirror to what human beings are like in 2017 as much as anything else. It is about infighting and vengeance. It is about loss and the need for people to hold on tightly to that which keeps them going. When our support systems are wrenched away, we respond with anger and violence. And when there are things in the world that we don't understand, we respond with fear and battles for control. All of this and so much more is woven through War for the Planet of the Apes in a way that often doesn't hit you until hours or days later. While it may be a few beats too long, especially... This is where he loses the half star, I guess. Mm. Especially in its multiple endings, it's a shockingly memorable movie, the kind that gets better as you dissect and discuss how much it does right after the lights have gone up. Wow. Uh I mean, you could. This review probably has multiple endings. That does feel like he's just wrapped it up. Uh, he, go, he, oh, no, he goes on to more. say, and let's not forget this important factor for summer movie dollars. It's wildly entertaining. It has comedy, uh, comedic beats, many of them courtesy of Bad Ape, voiced <laughs> memorably by Steve Zahn, to match its philosophical ones. It has action sequences, especially in the final act, to rival anything this year. And it closes out the Caesar trilogy of apes films in a way that feels rewarding and emotionally satisfying. Looking at Caesar's face, I was reminded of Clint Eastwood's aged visage in late career westerns, (laughs) sternly looking at the horizon that he knows may be his last and allowing the ghosts of his past to play in his memory. I realised looking at that face (laughs) that Caesar will be an iconic character, one that moviegoers watch for decades to come. And these films will only grow in esteem and acclaim. Greatness always does. Wow. Jeez. I'm going to say this review has the same energy as the woman's review from Google. (laughs) They just had a different take. That's big. Different opinions. (laughs) Big energy. Big energy. I did not know at any point where the review was going to go for both of them. (laughs) And I'm surprised at where we ended up. That being said, I love the film. It's just, I don't know if it's going to go on my top ten. Yeah, right. This guy sounds like he's got a poster on the wall. But he didn't Mm. give it. He gave it three and a half. I imagine he's got ten films he's given perfect scores to. I'm going to look him up. Yeah, Brian Tarico. I I thought it was a pretty good review. Maybe it was a little too gushing, but um, I did. It's amazing. If you'd talked to me two days ago about it, I would have said, yeah, it was a disappointing end of the trilogy. Yeah. But I watched it again today. I'm like, what a great end of the it trilogy. It was great. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. I really did. I thought it wrapped it up really well and it showed Caesar as like a flawed kind of guy because he does kill kill an ape in this yeah. film. And he and killed, yeah. And he yeah, killed yeah, Cobra. Yeah. And he admits, yeah. it, he admits yeah. it during the film. Maurice says, you're no better than Cobra now. Yeah. 
uh, you can't can't you, go back. You can't go back, or yeah, yeah. you can't. What did he say? It's all about killing now, or something. And he and then he realized a while later that he's you, right. You're right. But I can't. Um, and he doesn't even like. He almost redeems himself by he has the opportunity to kill the Colonel Woody yeah. Harrelson. Um, but Woody, so yeah, Woody Harrelson. We um, should explain that. I mean, there's yeah. this whole uh, uh, like um, prison escape. Yeah. Storyline. There's as a well. lot we haven't touched on, but yeah. So, <laughs> but I guess an important factor is Woody Harrelson's character and his sort of worldview because he's. You know, it's not necessarily this black and white sort of apes versus people thing because we find out that Woody Harrelson is uh, an outlier in, in the human world um, because he's got this extreme view because of the... Um, uh, the contaminated the, the virus. Yeah, because the virus has evolved or whatever so that it's making people, uh, humans, so is it, mute. Yeah, so it makes them mute and and in his eyes therefore primitive or does it well, actually no, it does lower make, their interest? I think it does make them primitive. Yeah, yeah, it, it does it, uh, do that. Um, and so his solution to that is to kill all humans that have that strain of the virus, um, including his own son. He, he explains very dramatically that he he shot his own son, brutal, um, because he succumbed to the virus. Um, and he, yeah, and that's his his uh, you know maybe not scientifically backed view that if you just kill all the people uh, <laughs> that, and also all the apes um, that carry this virus, then you'll be fine. Um, and he's got all the people that follow him, I guess. He's bonkers. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we, it, we get that. Like, there's a lot of alcohol around. Like, yeah. he's got a, clearly got a drinking problem. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's he killed his son. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. grappling he with his, that. Yeah. He's, he's killed his son. He's not But he also well. has a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I also think the way he explains it all, it wasn't like, you this guy is just loopy and this is nonsensical. You can see his logic mm. and you can see how he's got an army... Yeah. To follow him yeah. fanatically. Yeah. Like, it's, I think he's a believable character. But this is so, because he kind of says this thing where he's like, all the survivors of the simian flu have the virus in them, which I think that science is correct as far as I understand, because if you're exposed to the virus but you've got, you're born with blessed with an immunity, yeah. then if you get it, it's not going to affect you. But then you still have the virus within you and it started to mutate and still... So am I wrong in saying that at the end he's succumbed to it? Yeah, no, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah. You see the doll. So the girl who had it, she gave Caesar the doll and yeah. and fed him. And So Caesar gets captured. We haven't mentioned yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. He's captured and so are basically the whole colony of apes bar Maurice, yeah. Bad Ape, and the girl. Yeah. Everyone and else Rocket. is... Rocket isn't, yeah. but then Rocket sort he of sacrifices of, yeah. himself, uh, and then the uh, the girl Nova throws her little doll in, which she's been carrying with her the whole time, uh, as well as feeding Caesar and and watering him <laughs> like a plant. Yeah, yep. the, <laughs> that's how chimps grow. Yeah, no one people know that, but <laughs> that's science. Woody Harrelson says um, earlier than this said, if Caesar gets through the night, because he's basically been putting him up on a crucifix and he's getting hypothermia because also yeah. chimps are not made for this climate right it's too cold and they poured a bucket of water on him out in the snow yeah so he was freezing yeah uh and th- so he was he should have died they yeah. didn't know that he'd been fed and um watered yeah uh, <laughs> but he said if he makes it through the night he has to work with the rest of them mm. but it was basically expecting him to die he came and he was alive he's like oh you made it you are strong Go work, and they said, "How'd this doll get in here?" And the colonel picks up the doll, and, that's yeah. the and then we see when that, yeah, that's at the it. end we see blood coming out the nose as the visit 
visible cue that they've got the contaminated virus. Yeah. And then they show the dolls sitting there next to him because he's taken that away. So he ends up with it. And the colonel's like, so the war's going on. Yeah. The other army, which we haven't talked about. So Yeah, yeah the other humans who are impending on this uh, this compound. So, yeah, Woody Harrelson is, is fighting the apes, but he's also preparing to fight the human yeah. army. That's but, yeah. why they're getting the apes to build this wall. Yeah. But they're not feeding them or giving them water throughout. Is, um, the, is the wall a Trump thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, so this was made in 2017. The face of it. There yeah. was some line they said at one point, the wall, it just sounded like it was. Can you remember Trump not being president? No, I can't. I, it feels like so it's long. It's so weird. You see stuff of like the Obama White House, yeah. you're like, oh, wow. I was yeah. like, that isn't even a thing anymore. Like, yeah. It's like a whole different, it's, yeah, it's, it's the like perspective my, has totally shifted. My it, nice memories of a different world power have been purged by the last few years. Yeah. It really has been the longest four years. Yeah. Probably it's four years, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So that so yeah, so he was already in and the wall would have definitely yeah. been the yeah, wall's yeah. been talking that Mexican. That was his yeah, that platform was, for yeah, getting in. For sure. Yeah. 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 So but whether or not it's a Yeah, but just sound there was some line in there that said uh made it sound like it was a pretty obvious like t- a commentary commentary yeah. thing. But maybe maybe not. Um let me see. I found it. So um but yeah, poetically, Woody Harrelson succumbs to this yeah. virus, um, and Caesar discovers him, uh, you know, in in bed, not not doing so well, not able to talk, mm. and and uh, I I guess he's dumber than he was. I, I, <laughs> Who's I, that? This is a Woody Harrelson. When yeah, he was. He was, like he couldn't he couldn't communicate. He looked. He, he like was, I, th- I thought he, his acting showed that he'd. He'd gone back to like a childlike sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a professional actor. Yeah, yeah. he's very good. <laughs> um, I've just found a quote. Sorry, before yeah. on the wall thing, um, Matt Reeves uh, is asked about, it and he said it was totally unintentional um, that uh, <laughs> having an army officer obsessed with the making. Uh, planet Earth great again by enslaving and wiping <laughs> out a tribe of intelligent apes living near the border. We wanted the movie to be like a biblical epic, like the pharaohs building the pyramids. We wanted the apes to un- undergo this trial. The wall was not a conscious choice, but it is weirdly resonant of the moment. So yeah, yeah right. it, just, it was just coincidental. Yeah. Reeves, you've um, done it again. <laughs> yeah. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Caesar has this opportunity because the colonel has a gun, of course, um, and Caesar uh, doesn't shoot the colonel, um, yes. but but could have taken the gun away and yeah. but left the gun with him. So it's not like a redemption thing, mm. is it? Like he no, he could have saved the colonel. It was almost, but yeah, he couldn't. I mean, he could. He was sort of gone in a way. Mm. You know, the colonel we knew was gone, but we didn't. The colonel ended up doing it, doing it himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we. Was it was that why he didn't kill him? He's like, I'm not killing the guy that killed my family anymore. It's, it's a different person. Oh, he realised he was not like Koba after all. Right. Yeah. That's what I got from that is that he just couldn't do it. Yeah. And also where there was a part of me that was like, is it, you know, this whole thing of like apes are not as smart as humans and, you know, there's a whole argument about that and how we consider intelligence to be on a sliding scale of comparative to us when realistically people could not do what 
chimpanzees do or what gorillas do or what orangutans well, do. Well, it's sort of what Woody says. He's like, yeah. you're so, already so much stronger than us and now you're becoming smarter than yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and Caesar's kind of pointed out his plans. He's like, I know you're doing this. I know you're doing this. And he's like, wow, I heard you were smart, but yeah. that's impressive. And it's like, well, like... <laughs> Your plans have been very easy to access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you, making us build a wall. You, you haven't yeah, done yeah. a good job of hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, is there is there a part of me that was like, oh, is he now like, ah, oh, you are like an ape now, Woody Harrelson. I can't kill you. Oh, right. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. But he, le- but he left him with the, he knew he wanted to die. Yeah. Like mm. he didn't. It. That's why it didn't ring as a redemption to me at first Caesar because yeah. he, he he knew what he was gonna do. Yeah, and he he could have he could have saved it. Like he could have in that they know that um, Nova isn't a lost cause mm. just because she yeah she's, yeah. Succumbed she's to even that. proven that that she's learning. Yeah, things, right. So it? they so yeah. I it I don't know. But we also know that the colonel thought that people with that should be killed. So you sort of think his own wishes would be that. Yeah, was, maybe yeah. that's it. He got so, what he wanted, this, and, and he, he got just to made do him do it himself. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, but it's interesting that he still held on to that same belief yeah. in that new state that he still thought that he should die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. He, he, like he had some of murals. that. Yeah, <laughs> so some of the old him was still in there. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's very. It's funny when like this is the kind of movie that I wouldn't normally not talk to anyone about. So it's funny to talk <laughs> so much about it afterwards and be like, oh yeah, interesting. Yeah. I like I like Bad Ape story arc where he gets a little bit of a hero moment as well. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of give him a hand. He gets to touch the ape's hand and be part of the yeah. He's part yeah, of the crew. Yeah. Part of the crew. So he he's instrumental in the escape. Yeah. of all, all the, the apes. apes. And then so they're all getting out as the war the war between the two armies starts happening. Yeah, and they're blowing each other up. Yeah, uh, Caesar helps that escalate by exploding a few <laughs> gas canisters, <laughs> yeah. like big gas. gas yeah. And in that moment as well, the donkey that's been kind of the um, the yeah, was that red or red? Yeah. So he has been whipping Caesar this whole time. He's been he poured the bucket of water on him to give him hypothermia, and but he just all of a sudden has a change of heart and shoots a soldier that's about to kill Caesar. Yeah, he saves Caesar, and and then he takes a bullet. I think he's so he's hand he hands a soldier a gun that is mowing down apes. Uh, That was the thing that made him go all right. Uh. Because Caesar had asked him not long earlier. He's like he said something about. Oh, you so the colonel says you can live, mm. but what what of you is left to live? Yeah, he said I like. saved myself, and then he said what what what's left of you to save? Yeah, yeah. Like, how would you recover from that? Yeah. If someone what said that to you, I, yeah. I would. But never it's so recover. true. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it must like it was obviously so so true that he was like, oh, you fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. wore him down, I guess. Can't really and, argue with that. And ultimately his, the last thing he did was, um, was Heroic. Save, save, save Caesar's life. Yeah. Redeemed. Done. Yeah, I guess that's his redemption. <laughs> yeah. And he, he got, got killed instantly after that. Yep. Um, and so they're all they're all escaping. The, um, escaping. Escaping. Mm-hmm. And then the two armies are fighting and an avalanche yeah, wipes <laughs> All humans. Yeah, are. Now, yeah. I do not know the science of avalanches, but that to me, I was like, wait, shouldn't it happen sooner? I listen to uh, this. I realize this always happens when I come in to do this podcast because, like, I listen to do go on on a regular basis, but like, I feel like I've listened to one that stuck with me always the week oh, before I do this. And I yeah. listened to the 
volcanic eruption one. Oh, the Mount St. Helens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was wild. If, yeah, I don't want to cross-pollinate podcasts, but everyone oh, should do. listen to that immediately. It was so harrowing. I yeah. just I couldn't get over the stories. And so I've been thinking about, like, avalanches of volcanoes since then, and when <laughs> this happened, I was like, like, it just, like, yep. yuck, yeah. yucko. Oh, yeah, well, it, it didn't seem so ridiculous to me, but it's very convenient. Yeah, it was. What about, but it happens because you, because of all the explosions. The explosions, yeah. So right. that, that made so it logically it made sense to me. I don't know scientifically I don't know if, if it, that adds it, up. Is it meant to happen straight away? Yeah. There's that yeah, episode of The Simpsons where there's a few avalanches <laughs> that bury Mr. Burns yes. and Homer <laughs> yeah. and they go crazy in the cabin. But it keeps happening every time they speak. Yeah, right. And that's my thought about Avalanche. <laughs> like a real Looney Tunes kind, yeah, of, yeah. <laughs> kind of approach to them. But I, anyway, so the Avalanche. I wonder. Yeah, but I I feel like sh- I, I just wish movies like this would talk to, <laughs> just talk to an Avalanche expert, just make it make sense. Because <laughs> yeah. they know they can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. People like yeah. me. Yeah. I can't remember how long it was between the explosions and the avalanche. I it feel just because like- it felt like there was that whole reaction where the the new human army, that's the the good human army, yeah. the anti colonel one, has come in and they're like, yeah, and they're cheering and stuff. And then one turns and sees Caesar, and there's almost this like quite comedic yeah. <laughs> moment where they're yeah, kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is it? And yeah, and then they were turning and they. They all had their faces covered, so we couldn't see them yeah. at all. But they were they not about to go for their guns? Yeah, they the were. One, they were about one, to like, go, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the one in the front saw Caesar and was going to shoot him. Yeah. Whether or not they recognise it as Caesar or just a random yeah, yeah. who knows. But then... Because I because we couldn't see their faces, we didn't know what they were feeling, so it was funny just watching them all turn and sort of see him. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like robots <laughs> looking at him or something. They're like the little sand monster dudes from yeah. Star Wars yeah, going, yeah. <laughs> shaking their little guns. But anyway, then, then the lanch happens. And, and they, they survive that by climbing trees. The apes. The apes do. Because apes can climb trees. Yeah. And, and I can yeah. climb a tree. Well, I'm an ape, though, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, God, who are we? Are we human or ape? Or dancer? Um <laughs> Then, but Nova survives all of this for for whatever reason. They are like, you're one of us. Like yeah. you're you're ours yeah. now. She re- goes She's, up on Morris's back. Yeah, yeah. He's he's picked her for life. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Third buddies. I, buddies. I wouldn't love her chances if Maurice got taken out. <laughs> no. I don't know yeah. if the other ones would be like, yeah, Maurice's no. Mar- friend. Maurice is <laughs> he's top orangutan. Then we do see one other orangutan. During this whole bit, um, he gets whipped by the yes. donkey, and Caesar stands up for him. Oh, Caesar yes. takes his place. Leave yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So that would be that's really interesting because some male orangutans do get the big plate face, yeah, and then some don't. So that and if you get it, you become a leader, Sometimes or it's not necessarily related. There's a few theories about it, and I I'm sure some ape expert, maybe your friend Aaron, <laughs> can correct me on this. But like, um, there's. There's the idea that some males will just, they'll be suppressed, their hormones are suppressed by the presence of another big male, so they never right. grow into it. He might just be younger, yeah. like in that, in that, in this part of the movie. Um, but then there's a sort of a working theory as well that some of them deliberately don't kind of develop it because then they're not as threatening to the other male apes. Ah, they're so a, they they're suppress a beta. it themselves. They're a beta. They're a beta. Ah, can relate. Yeah. <laughs> they're soy boy orangutans. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and so then they're not as threatening. So, But, like, it's interesting that adult male orangutans do look different. Like, it's really right. cool. Yeah. 
And it's just then it goes back to again like how the female chimps in this series. This is probably the part of the series I don't like is they're like it's weird, they've isn't got it? they've got braids and it's like and they just earrings. They they look so. different because they're fe- they're females. They're smaller. Yeah. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> but I mean that's just how their culture came up in the eighteen years. That all of a sudden women <laughs> get, chimps got earrings, got flats and earrings. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that happened so quickly. But yeah, yeah. We don't get too much of the development of the little little chimp baby that's his. Um, that's Cornelius, Caesar's, right? Yeah, Caesar's, yeah. Caesar's mm. baby Cornelius. That's yeah. a bit sad. Well, I feel like that's that's setting up for Cornelius to play a big role in the right, yeah. in the next yeah. film. If I guess they weren't sure probably at the time if it was going to go that way, mm. or just sort of hinting towards Cornelius from the yeah. original if film. Not, which I'd have to. I can't. I'm pretty sure there was a Cornelius in the original film. <laughs> I can't. I honestly can't remember. All I know is Doctor Sayers. Doctor Sayers. Doctor Sayers. Doctor Sayers. Have you done that episode? Yeah, of the I was on the first one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Good choice. Uh, the um, yeah. Before we did any Planet of the Apes films, we did the Simpsons the, Planet of the Apes from the musical. I stop, love you. Dr. Stop the Planet Sayers. of the Apes. I want to get off. Is what it was called. Um, so. They they get away and they mm. find a new looks yeah. like a paradise. There's a lake, beautiful it's, forest it's around it. So they've clearly gone back down toward where it's more temperate in California. Yeah, yeah. Or gone over the other side or something. They've gone. Yeah. They've gotten further away. I guess they don't have to worry about humans as much anymore. Anyway, no. I well, let's assume they're all dead. We were thinking like they basically talked about like the whole army was going to be there. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they sort of start talking about um, the future a bit, mm. and Maurice is talking to Caesar. Mm. And Caesar did cop an arrow from the man he let escape at the start of the film, <sighs> whose ex- exposition you did not enjoy. Yeah, nah. Uh, and um, that wound ended up being the, the a fatal, fatal wound. Fatal wound. So he he sort of sat there and and just uh, fell over. Fell over real slow. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> yeah. I like to think he's just having a little nap. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah that was sort of that brought it to the end of the film. It was sad. I cried. I cried sad. a couple of times. Yeah. But I, again, haven't had much sleep. And hmm. honestly, it was the sadness of the apes. Like, when they killed Winter, that really got to me. Yeah. I was mm. like, this poor ape has lived a life of ignominy. Everyone. Yeah. No one. I don't. None of them enjoyed it. It wasn't like they were like, yeah, kill that fucking no. guy. They. It was a necessity thing in a moment. Yeah. And then they regretted, like, I think, because they were basically trying to hold him yeah. from speaking. But they yeah. were all so strong. And Caesar was also choking him yeah. out to, to keep him down. I think Caesar wanted it a little bit. His Caesar was full of rage. <laughs> yeah. But he, um, yeah, you could see on his face as soon as he realised he wasn't getting up. Was yeah, that sadness, that moment. desperation? Yeah. You know when there has been a turncoat and then they always come back to yeah. the hero? Asking yeah, for let forgiveness. Him. Let him. Rocket. I can't fully remember what Rocket's one was, but it was some version of that. Yeah, I think. right. But but luckily for Rocket, yeah, his decisions hadn't led to Caesar's wife and son being killed. <laughs> yeah, he just done yeah. dumb other things. Yeah, <laughs> he just been into copper. When it, it was funny because when winter it was winter, he said, "Let's go now." Yeah. they found a place. Let's go tonight. Yeah. I'm like, yes, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone else is like, no, we've still got planning to do. Yeah. So it was, I mean. Caesar, You're pro-winter. Caesar's, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, 
I wouldn't have sold them out like that. <laughs> but I think winter felt right and it was proved right. Yeah. Even though winter winter was part of he was, was like fine then, right. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the best ape of all is Maurice. Yeah, I he's, think so. He's I, yeah, I he's love cool. Caesar so much, but this movie is it's a little different, but yeah. I'm growing up with him, you know. <laughs> yeah. We were both Boys, when this series started 18 years ago or whenever. Does that, can we assume then that Caesar is like a 19, 20 year old ape? Or well, he's 18? got a grey beard. What does that mean? Which I, think, I thought was well, maybe a nod to Andy Circus. Yeah, I thought oh. that as well. It was a very similar sort of shape of a beard. He's had such a weird career. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Circus. I can't stop thinking about him with the balls and like being like doing the lines and delivering them really seriously. Oh, he is 20 in this film. Right. Yep. Is that the fandom wiki? The yep. one that was like, Rocket has alopecia? <laughs> yeah, How yes. do they know this? <laughs> I, I don't know. But, it's, I mean, plenty of plenty of apes get, you know, like f- lighter fur than others. Can you go back and watch the first one sometime? Do it like, about you it have to do it. Before Breeze on next, can you go watch the first yeah, one? Yeah, sure. You'll, you'll love it. John Lisko is just, oh. That's yeah. another, that made yeah. me cry the first time I watched it. Oh, sure. it's so I didn't cry this time watching this. I, but, yeah. I think I need, if I watch it on a plane, for some reason planes, mate, I'll <laughs> That's be a science more thing. Apparently it's like air pressure. Right. Yeah. yeah. When I was doing I lots of flights for emotion. Bachelor, I've noticed since doing that, like my brain, I cry all the time. <laughs> like yeah, I right. just, yeah. Because apparently pilots like can't regulate their emotions very well. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, they sound like... Uh, we're, uh, starting out. Sorry to get so overcompensating. We're uh, flying at about 1,700 feet. Uh. So this was given on the splatometer. How much would you reckon? On the, the critics, what? the tomatometer. Oh, tomatometer. I reckon 79. 79? Am I close? What do you reckon, Ev? 80. 94. Whoa. Wow, that's good. Critics loved it. That's from 346. Wow. It is a remarkably good third film in a trilogy. Yeah, it doesn't often normally by then happen. It's, it's done. Ends mm. are so hard. Yeah. Endings are so hard to write. Yeah. yeah. I find that on every joke I've ever, which is where the punchline comes. It's almost the most critical bit. It's the worst bit. I hate it. But yeah, any, I th- write anything, writing anything, and you see it movies all the time. Oh. Like, oh, this movie, I loved it. Jeez, they didn't quite n- nail the landing. No one can nail the landing, so but hard. I have to say, they did a great Caesar nailed the landing by yeah. falling real slow. <laughs> <laughs> the audience score was eighty four percent. Yeah, out okay. Of, from uh, fifty six thousand seven hundred thirty nine. User ratings. Oh my god! I just I cannot get over Brian's review <laughs> of this film. I've, I've never sounds heard, like the other critics agree. I've never heard such an I think, affected. Well, his score like, is actually lower. Three and a half oh, really? out of four would be lower than ninety four percent. Yeah. Would it? Yeah. It'd three. be seventy four. No. It'd be so. Wait. Three out of. <laughs> this is the annoying thing about the four stars, right? Yeah. Just make it five. Or 10. Well, because if each star is 25, then he's given 75, like 75, yeah. and then a bit more. Plus 12. And a half. Plus 12 and a half. So, so 87.5. So glad we got there. 87.5. So, yeah, he, Good work, he, everyone. he was lower. I was nowhere near getting that. Well done, Bree. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that brings us then. Do you want to give it uh, your own score, Bree? Out of bananas? How Out of bananas. All right. Um, yeah. what, how big of a bunch do you get? 
I think I've done 10 before. 10 seems like the right number for me. I'm actually going to give it like, yeah, a similar score to Brian. I'm going to give it like seven and a half bananas out of 10. I, I, I enjoyed it so much. Can't fault Bad Ape. The fact that he didn't die was the greatest gift. I was <laughs> yes. I was so prepared for him to be taken yeah, out. Yeah, I really expected Evan yeah. sort of hinted at it before that he's going to be crucial in the next one maybe. <sighs> so yeah, it sounds, yeah, it yeah. sounds like that. Which I, I, I like him so being cute. a side character. I don't like a film being built around him. Okay. Well, the last time he's I saw much. Steve Zahn, yeah. he was playing the dad in Tall Girl. And I will say... <laughs> You know that okay. Netflix film about the really tall high school Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had a very similar bad ape energy. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. That's just what he's like. Yeah. Bad daughter. Bad daughter. Bad tall bad daughter. Bad tall daughter. <laughs> 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 I, like, Steve Sands another one who's just had the wildest career. Like, who is he? I, got it. I hadn't heard of him before this film. What? I think He's been around for ages. Okay. He was in. Was he in, like, Road Trip or something? Yeah, what? I get him confused with the guy who played Rudy. From um, the movie Rudy. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I've got no. We're about a bit of a college football player who was a battler oh, who came good, yeah. and he was also like the the boyfriend in <laughs> uh, that Netflix show about the underside world. Oh, what? What? <laughs> Stranger. Stranger Things. things yeah. Um, Wait, what's that guy's name? I don't know. He's uh, a. <laughs> He's also, he was also in Encino Man as the sort of straight guy. He was guy. in Encino Man. Oh, this guy was as well? No. 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 <laughs> Who's the Encino Man guy I'm talking about? What's Encino Brendan Man? Brendan Fraser. No, not Brendan Fraser. Um, Paulie Shaw. No, the other guy, the straight oh. man. He's the guy who was the boyfriend in Stranger Things. <laughs> What's Encino Man? <laughs> oh, oh no. whatever. Can that be? Sean Astin. Sean Does that Astin. Mean? I get confused with he's, Sean you know, Astin. He's in um, The Goonies. Oh. And Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Okay, these are probably a couple yeah. of the better touchstone <laughs> films. <laughs> Can Encino Man? Would Encino Man count as a primates film? I think I could. Yeah, I think because he's a Neanderthal. Yeah, I yeah. think that. Yeah, we should Neanderthal do. girl. <laughs> Starting <laughs> <things> <laughs> to feel like we should end this episode. Yeah, no, go on. I, I'm uh, so tired. But I think we, we should do Encino Man next time you I, come yeah, up. Yeah, I love that. That'd I, be great. I haven't seen it in a long time. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. It's oh. probably super cancelable now. <laughs> Anything from the past is <laughs> is cancelled. <laughs> I give this film uh, four and a half out of seven. Four and a um, half out of seven. Okay, that's yeah. way higher than your last one. Better, better than the previous film. Still, you know, eh, it's all right. Yeah. That's, didn't, didn't blow me away. Yeah, I'd love you to watch the first one and then the second and third ones again. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I I'm gonna give it. Uh, I reckon beforehand I would have said. So I normally go out of seven. I'm going to give it six out of seven. Okay, Did you score yeah. it, Brie? Yeah, I said seven and a half bananas out of ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I reckon I give the last one six and a half. So if I was going to rank them, I'd say my order. And it was the same the first time around, but it's the margins narrowed a lot. Yeah. I think each is so different of yeah. the three, but equally great. Yeah. Not equally because I'm ranking them. <laughs> <laughs> Second... Then first, then third. Yeah, right. I think is my order. So you, you love the second one the most? Yeah. I haven't seen the second one still. After our mistake, I couldn't go back to it. <laughs> but I'm going to because I'm going to buy it off YouTube and I'll watch it. <laughs> and 
I would still say I reckon it's still going to be first, third, second for me first based on second. based on our having not seen. I've got a feeling. I love it, and uh, knowing how stubborn you probably are, I don't actually know if you are, but I assume. Oh, I forgive having people never immediately. Seen... <laughs> I'm not stubborn at all. <laughs> like I can't wait to hear you forgive the second film. Whether it's Rise or it Dawn. Doesn't who, who it. it doesn't have bad ape in it. doesn't have bad That's true. Yeah. Uh, and Evan, you can't rank. The, you, you're ranking this one first. Uh, yes. Second one, second. So far, yes. I think, you'll, I think you'll enjoy the first one. A lot of humans in there. Yeah. I, I think I, I get the feeling I'd like it better. Yes. Lithgow is amazing as well. Yeah. Um, we I also like normally it. talk about if we see much of ourselves in the primates on screen because um, is, is this the right number, about 98%? DNA share between chimps and humans? Uh, 99. 99, no, wow. Bonobos and chimps have 99. And that's what I always forget. Cobra is a bonobo. Yeah. He's yeah. not a chimp. It's not so you can assume there's a mixture of chimps and bonobos in there. Yeah. But they do look a bit more similar. The weird thing is that um, bonobos, obviously, yeah. aren't aren't killers. Well, they're meant not to be. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Cobra really turned that on its head. Yeah, Cobra's the... The John Wayne who, Gacy of the of the uh, primate characters in this film. Who do you relate to the most? I know your favourite's Bad Ape. Yeah, but, but I can't is, is I he... can't relate to him. I like I do like his appreciation for friendship. Oh man, maybe maybe Rocket just coming yeah. coming in coming back and come like yeah. wanting to come good and doing everything you can to fix that. Good friend. Yeah, trying loyal. really, just trying really hard. Yeah, yeah. Try hard. Try we hard. Tried. <laughs> that gives me. Con- I'm going to use your technique. I love it. I'm going to take it as a compliment. The man's uninsultable. <laughs> he loves it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I think maybe I relate to Caesar the most. I don't know. But I mean, I'm still alive, and he's not. Yeah, that's probably the bit major difference. But you yeah, haven't, yeah, you haven't been shot, and he was. With yeah, an arrow. yeah. I like Caesar salad. Okay. Okay. Which he came up with. Yep, I assume. <laughs> In between films. Uh, it's very busy. Eh? <laughs> he's a busy man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or Caesar. Woody Harrelson because he's human. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he's but you're not insane. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you meant that as a compliment. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I have the opposite yeah. effect on everyone else. <laughs> it only works if you have all the yeah. compliments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I, about you? What do you say? I'm I'm not sure. I should have I should have had an answer before I asked the question. Probably. <laughs> I think I, I see love, a lot of I Maurice. Still love Caesar. I love yeah. Maurice. Yeah. So many great characters. Love That's Rocket. Great. Love Rocket. There's a bunch of great characters in there. Yeah, I feel like Rocket, I think I didn't even <laughs> consider him, but he's probably mm. maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maurice, I'd like, yeah, the redness is definitely Mauricean. Yeah, that's true. Mauricean. I will say this film does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> no. <laughs> even if you count yeah. Maurice as a female actor? Oh, nah, she's always talking about Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, not a lot of women in this film. No, no, no not really any female apes either. Which I mean, stand, like that sits well with ape biology, right? Okay, okay. So you're happy with that? It also doesn't pass the Zoe Deschanel test. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's no Zoe Deschanel. No. There's no ukuleles. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> All right, this comes to the part of the show where we thank a few Patreon supporters. You can support us at Patreon.com/slash Do Go On Pod, where you support this show as well as the pod Bree mentioned before. Do Go On. Do it. You should go. Yeah, uh, listen to that volcano episode. Oh, so harrowing. 
It was it was a full on listen. We were about to release. We were releasing it two days after the New Zealand volcano. No, so we had to <laughs> oh. hold it back. A, yeah, a month or so. It's it's terrifying. It's horrible. Yeah. Like, horrible. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I couldn't believe it. I'd, and I'd I'd hate to hear how I talked about it in there, like because yeah. it was something from the distant past. And yeah. all, if it was a new thing, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is. Yeah. I've been a bit flipping about. Anyway. No, it's fine. So it's a. It's a Fine line we walk on that show, yeah. talking about very serious things and trying to make it fun and funny. Adorable, yeah. Um, <laughs> adorable, that's all we're going for. <laughs> There's also Book Cheat, which is a, a great show that Dave does about uh, books where he reads a book so you don't have to. Classic books. Um, the last two episodes I was on where he told us about the Tale of Two Cities, oh. which I knew nothing about, so that was really cool to listen to. Yeah. Um, and the other one I do with my cousin, it's about rock music. The first season was about the band Cold Chisel. We went through their whole back catalogue and it was all, a lot of good fun. Anyway, <laughs> so if you support all of those shows on the patreon.com slash do go on pod, you also support this one, Primates. And one of the rewards is I'll read out uh, normally your favourite primate, but anything you write. I don't read it out. I don't pre-read. <laughs> so it could be anything really. It's true. He's reading for the first time, right? He's sigh reading. <laughs> okay, so this is from Dave Cullen. Dave writes... Every time you ask this question, which I can't remember what it was, I get trapped in a primate hole. The question would have been, give us a favourite primate or any sort of primate thing if you want to. And now he's in a primate (laughs) hole. (laughs) You don't want to be in that primate hole. Sounds warm. Um, Today I'm fascinated by the gibbon. I picture a primate hole being like some sort of a cave and there's just a lot of primates hugging in there. That sounds nice. That's nice. It's cute. Today I'm fascinated by the gibbon. Cool. It can travel at speeds over 50 kilometres per hour, making it the fastest ape. Doing a swinging? Also, new species of gibbon was discovered as recently as 2017, the Skywalker Hulok gibbon, (laughs) named after Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. Okay, well, maybe nerds should stop discovering things. (laughs) Skywalker (laughs) Hulok ape. Yeah, that vaguely rings a bell. Um. That's, I, I really like gibbons. I think the Adelaide Zoo has a few gibbons, which I went and had a look at. They're cute. So it says here, it's got its own wiki. Uh, it's cute. It's very cute. Ah, uh, that's a beautiful gibbon. Yeah, wow, that's a gibbon. adorable. Uh, the Skywalker Hulok gibbon is named after Luke Skywalker from Skywalkers. <laughs> Star Wars, I mean. Jesus. <laughs> As a scientist who described it, a fans of the franchise. It wasn't even that he looked like him or anything. It was just, no. nah, <laughs> they just like They're like, this is our favourite thing. <laughs> uh, Skywalker gibbon is found in the tropical forests of eastern Myanmar and the Yunnan province in southwestern China. About 200 individuals are estimated to live in China and an unknown number in Myanmar. Oh, wow. That's a small... Population, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. That's cool. Thank you, David. Um, He also said, also for primate lovers out there, if you're in Central Africa, don't try the bushmeat. I don't know what that means. Do you want to know what it means? Oh, (laughs) is it poop? No. It'll be be gorilla. Oh. Yeah. Or like some other kind of ape. I don't know. Sometimes that's what it's referred to, bushmeat. I don't eat any of the meat. No. So you know how us veggies go on banging on about it. Yeah, it's great. It makes it easier for those things. Um, (laughs) But I I think I was talking about it on some other show recently. I just sort of I don't really understand why. It's funny when you draw a line going that animal. Yeah, delicious. That one. How dare you eat it? (laughs) 
It does, it does feel a little arbitrary. <laughs> We've decided this. I guess when it's because they're so close to us, it makes it another level. Yeah, for sure. But also, I mean, cows got started getting bred for this a long time ago. So I think we can rest on those laurels for a while. We're like, oh, well, we did. We start, it's always been that way. So we'll just, we'll just keep going. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. all right. Like, yeah. Uh, Jacob Lane writes, my favorite primate is you, Matt. Winky oh, face. that's nice. That's, okay. That uh, comes up a lot that it's Evan. I think that's the first <laughs> time it's ever been me. Evan. Thanks, You've been ousted. Jacob. You deserve it. Oh, stop it. Wait, that sounded like a threat. <laughs> no, no, I think that was genuine. Okay, no, all right. Was. Absolutely it was. <laughs> it's getting more threatening sounding. <laughs> it's only sounding more sincere to me. <laughs> Tian and Ennis writes, eye eyes are so adapted to the dark, it's believed they can actually see colour in the dead of night. What? Also That's so has cute. six digits on its hands, making it the only known primate species to sport a pseudo thumb hiding in the wrist of each arm. What? Yeah, mm. nice. And eye eyes are real scary looking, right? I like. Yeah, oh, I like them. They're sort of cute and scary. All they at have once. almost like humany faces to me. Yeah. Look at that. Oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like yeah. they they're almost. <laughs> Real cute, but the- some pictures are cute, some pictures are terrifying. This, I think they sort of look like, like they've been taxidermied by a, a part timer. <laughs> this to me looks like a cast member of the movie Cats. That's what that yeah, looks like yeah. to me. Right. Yeah. Which you find adorable. So cute. <laughs> adorable Dame, adorable Judy Dench. Uh, thank you, Tin, and that's very fascinating. I didn't know any of that. And then finally, James Cox writes My favorite primate is the. I'm going to say Galata baboon, but that's right, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Wrong, I mean. Galata. Galata. Ge- someone corrected on me not too long ago. Yeah. Ge- Gelada? Gelada. 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 My favorite primate is the Gelada baboon, sometimes also known as the bleeding heart monkey because oh, of the yeah. red coloration yeah. of their chest. Oh, yeah. no. That's, no. That's, no, look on. at them. Yeah, yeah those The way their top lip amazing. wraps back is full on. Yeah. But, yeah, that red thing on the heart is that's wild. like it's a baboon butt that's been moved up to their chest. Yeah. It's like bare muscle or something. It's crazy. Damn. James describes the redness on the bare chest as metal. That's metal. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty metal. Yeah. Like, metal. I actually can't deny that. Uh so that brings us to the end of the bloody episode. Please give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, I'll um, probably read it out. Um, <laughs> I, I think we probably should wrap up today, though. It's, we're pushing towards two hours. Oh, Jeez. well, it was a long movie. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and we fumbled all, all the way around it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people find you, Bree? Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as WilsyB, and I've got a Facebook page as well. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of chilling out. I'm doing some improv in the comedy festival. Making the occasional funny tweet. Yeah, you're doing a big hoo-ha show. I'm doing a big hoo-ha. I'm also in a show called Murder Village. Um, on the radio next Monday, doing the ABC listicle. That'll be fun. Ah, uh, fun. With David Assel, who writes the crossword. I do so. I do that on occasion. I did that, yeah. that last night. I yeah, think. it's really fun, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. David's He's great. such a bloody legend. He's so great. He's so smart. Yeah. His brain is amazing. It's it's fun being there and, like, he'll say, he called me something last night. I said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably probably a compliment. Yeah. I, he explained <laughs> it. It was, it was some word for laid back. Yeah. But I'd never, <laughs> okay. like, flip a fliff or something. <laughs> something like that. That's I've exactly I've retained it. the right interaction <laughs> yeah. to have. <laughs> Uh, and Evan, Gamey Game still going strong? Yeah, it's going very well. Uh, check it out over on YouTube, Gamey Gamey Game. Um, lots of great people. You on should it. have me and Brian sometime. I'd love I that. Should. Yeah, I've been should. watching my boyfriend play Zelda. Uh, yeah, Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Yeah, 
It's really fun. Yeah, cricket. <laughs> I haven't been watching or playing at all, but I, you know, I could. I could too. I, could I, too. I, I don't know why you never asked me on, a guy who has very <laughs> little interest in video games. Yeah, God. It's not like I just insulted nerds <laughs> just then. <laughs> I won't come on and bully you, though. I'd be nice. No. Oh, I'd well. play the game that we talked about beforehand. Yeah. I've got a PlayStation oh, at nice. home as well, well so okay. I can play a thing. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Go no, on. No pressure, though. Literally nothing stopping you. <laughs> uh, people can find Primates at Primates Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Oh, actually, before we go, I just got a message from Ben. Um, he's still alive. <laughs> I asked him if he had any thoughts on this film to tell us, and he said, short and sharp, it's my favourite of the trilogy, and you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Which is true because when we... None of us ranked it. Oh, so it's my favourite so far, yeah. but I... Fetty, you also don't like you, it. And yeah. I haven't seen the Isn't that amazing that he knew? Full. He knew yeah. that we were all going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Love you. And that's basically the end of the show. Uh, Bree, as you maybe know, we always get our guests to riff the Prime 80 <laughs> sign-off. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So thanks so much, <laughs> as always, for joining us, Evan and Bree. And as we always say here at Primates Podcast. Um, planet of the Fapes. <laughs> planet of the Fapes. Is that what you're going to call it? Fapes? Fapes. <laughs> okay. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.